up, guys? Welcome to a Real Estate Podcast, episode 195. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And I'm here with Adam. This week we watched the Santa Claus. The motherfucking Santa Claus, dude. I watched this movie yeah, a lot it. back when it came out. Me too. Modern day classic. I was like saying lines, with, and I haven't seen it in a long time. But I was like well, finishing dialogue and shit. When when I was watching it this time, you don't realize how old the movie really is. Yeah. Like, I remember, you know, vividly watching it as as a kid, yeah. you know? But, like, I guess you don't put two and two together. Yeah, so was like, that was oh, 1994. Yeah, like, I was born at this time, so the movie only came out, like, five or six years after I was born. But... It feels like it's it was released in like ninety eight yeah. and ninety nine. I don't. It's weird. It is you know? weird. You can feel the year. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know about for you, gentlemen, but for me, it was like I don't know. It, yeah. it, it, it like I could nice feel sweater. it. You know what I mean? The atmosphere and everything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, Scott Calvin. Scott Calvin. Yeah. What a dick. Well, he's a little I mean, bit of a dick at first. He is a dick at first, but also like it's easier to sympathize with him as a character now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, he's a working man. Well, kind of the Clark uh, Clark Griswold yeah. uh, effect, you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. You laughed at you laughed at it for the stupid joke and the the physical comedy as a kid. And then now you're old, you know, when you're a grown ass man and you understand the actual humor behind it, you know. Yeah. Oh, his little jabs and shit are hilarious. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, I, I kind of sympathize with him more because it's like at the end of the day, all he wants to do is spend more time with his kid. Yeah. But his kid doesn't understand that like the parents with great split power. Up. Well, yeah. The parents split up. The kid doesn't understand why the parents split up. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't understand why his dad's not there, and like why Neil is all of a sudden there, and like why the parents can't get along or any of this stuff. And it's like every time that the parents got into an argument, it wasn't really technically an argument. It was just two different sides of the same coin, yeah. right? So yeah, you were able to understand both sides. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you you clearly, you know, the movie was clearly wrote for you to root for Scott. Yeah. But at the same time, it wasn't, you know. I did yeah. see where the movie was originally over two hours, but the studio wow. wanted to make a cut because you know, hour and a half movie at the time was the thing. Yeah. Um, they cut out a lot of like the kid story with the kid. Right. Like a lot of scenes with that, you know, with the fact that he's like, you know, the, all the stuff with his dad being Santa Claus. And then like, even before that, him not being able to see his dad some and yeah. they just cut all that out, kind of kept the pace going, you know? Yeah. The more or less near the end of the movie where that there's that, there is that time jump, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that like, you've got, and, and Having the stepdad or whatever he is being a psychiatrist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like the kid thinks that his dad is Santa Claus. Yeah. Like it all revolves around this. And he, the kid is taking it almost 
to what they would consider an unhealthy extreme, yeah. right? But I mean, it's I not mean, bad. What, he's Santa or, Claus. Yeah, <laughs> you well, know, but it, it's not bad or wrong because it's almost like a personal offense to a certain degree of like Scott Calvin as a character because it's like I finally found a way to connect my to my child. Yeah. Whether you want to believe it or not, this is a connection that me and my child share. So let him have it. And that's kind of what I got out of it. Like, yes, it was almost to an unhealthy degree. And in any other film, like if this movie would have took a dramatic turn where it's like that didn't happen, they just had a dream and all this stuff, it would have went in a completely different direction and it could have been a lot darker than it was. But at the same time, you got to understand, like I understand Scott Calvin's side of it more. It's like, yeah. he's a kid. Let him be a kid. Let him Let be, him I mean, and he's a little kid at that. Yeah, he's like, like five, four or five yeah. years old. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's, you know, he's more in more than one way. He's like, you know, he's only going to have this for so long. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Which, I mean, yeah. this is coming from a psychiatrist whose dream, the thing he always wanted was a weenie, weenie whistle. whistle. Dude, dude, he went, yeah. Dad, Dad. yeah. <laughs> My weenie if, whistle. If, if I would have been in Scott Calvin's position, I would have got nailed to the side and I'd have been like, I would have hit him with that Dutch ring. You yeah. know? I'd be like, dude, quit fucking telling the kid this. Let him believe in Santa Claus. Like, let him enjoy his childhood. Yeah. Just because your childhood was ruined, don't fucking ruin another kid's childhood. Yeah, you know I get that you're a psychiatrist, but he's a kid. Yeah. Like, and stop teaching him these words. Yeah, right. Dude, when they were on the, the roof and he picked up the the bag... Yeah, and it, it picked him up, and he was like, "Whoa, Dad, you're flying." He's like, "It's okay, I lived through the '60s." <laughs> there was like, you know, you pick up on all these little lines in the movie where it's like, "Oh, okay, that's funny." Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, just in complete disbelief of every like, Tim Allen was like the perfect person, more or less, to cast for perfect, this because dude. he's He's just like, fuck it, I'm rolling with it, yeah. and then in the morning, we're going to seek fucking help. Yeah, he's like, it's a dream. He said, what do you say, I'm going to get fucking a CAT scan. Yeah. Merry Christmas to all and to I all. I mean, can we, can we not, Can I'm pretty sure we all agree that, with the Santa Claus included, there was a time, like a time period, where Tim Allen was dropping some damn good movies. Bangers. Yeah. Well, this was his first like, lead. This was him coming like, hot off of uh, Tool Man, right? I think Tool Man was still going on. Yeah, oh, that went on. Tool Time went on for years, but yeah, um, you know that he got really big on that show. I mean, that yeah, household name, right? Same and guy he, that I think directed this directed Tool Time. Yep, makes sense. Thanks makes so. Sense. What's funny, though, I saw this whenever I was doing a little digging. Role of Scott Calvin was written with Bill Murray in mind. Whoa. After reading the script, yeah. After reading the script and being offered the lead role, Murray declined, saying he didn't think it suited his humor. Could you imagine? I can see I can how it see was it. written. Yeah. Yeah, especially at the beginning, because he's kind of got that yeah. screwed vibe. Yeah, yeah. But it would have been weird seeing him in, like, the Senate, like, all fat and... Yeah, Dude, right. he had to come in uh, like four and a half hours before shooting to put the makeup on, the fat suit, the the prostate, the face, you know, and it looked good. 
it looked really good. It took good. about two hours to take it off. That's why after the movie, it took like, I don't know how many years in between the other ones, but it took a long time for him to come back and do another one because he said it was just, it was terrible. It was almost 10 years. Yeah, I having think, to put to... that shit on. Yeah. So. But, uh, and then it gets real dark. Like, you forget about all this shit as a kid, but like, he basically kidnaps his kid. Yeah. Like, and they bust and, out of jail. And they, but yeah. And they bust out of jail. And they thwart the police, which was yeah. not very smart, but still, though. All, all while summoning the elves to ZZ Top. Yeah. Now, yeah. Oh, how cool was that when they come out? That's when he's going to go out for the second delivery towards the end. Yeah. And they come walking down the little like hallway thing doing the ZZ Top thing. Yeah. Was it like, give me all your money? What's that song um, Don't Let yeah. Up Until You Do? Damn, yeah, damn, give me it was perfect. Yeah. The song was perfect for it. Um, here's what's weird about this movie, and I never thought about it when I was a kid. So Santa Claus dies, right? Yeah. And whoever puts the no suit one warns on, him, by the way. That's what I'm about to say, dude. Whenever he <laughs> no gets to the North Pole, nobody's worried about this. Is, is the worst they're, job on the planet. They're acting like they're annoyed by the fact they got to deal with this dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bernard fucking's pissed off, like. Yeah, he like, calls him all kinds of shit. He's like Bernie, and he's like, "It's Bernard, dude." Yeah, but nobody gives right. a fuck. No, it's just like a thing. It's like you put the suit on, dude. You're the Christmas fat man is now. Business, dude, and business is both. He said, "Get your affairs in order. We need you back in Got eleven months." Yeah. Um. So what happens then, like to the character, like does Scott Calvin get to continue to be Scott Calvin? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, after so. that, you're Santa Claus, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you have we'll to know. We'll know because as he started to become more physically like Santa Claus, he was still. But you don't see him like going back to work ever, do you? Oh no, he's Santa. That's Claus, what I'm saying. But... Like, it's like after that happens, he doesn't go back to his job. At the beginning, he's giving a speech. You know, they sold all these toys, and he works at a toy company. Come on, yeah. Like, that's right. I mean. <laughs> That's funny, but after that, he's like, so the job's over? See, I think they cut some of that out, too, probably. Because you just never see him back at his job again. No. He's really running, he's really, like, the elves and Tim Allen are secretly running uh, Silver Shamrock. Oh, my God. And then the doctor. Okay, if I go to my doctor, and I'm like, dude, I gained fucking 40 pounds in, like, a week. And if I shave my beard, it grows back instantly. He's like, you check out, you're fine. It's like, you don't run yeah, some tests or yeah. you don't want, you know what I mean? The doctor was just like, you're all right. He's like, does this look healthy to you? I used that <laughs> when I had surgery and I got it from this movie. Right. Cause I said, what's my chances of making it? And the nurse said, oh, you, she said, a healthy young person like you, you'll be fine. And I shook my stomach and I said, does this look healthy to you? It was a little Santa Claus reference. Right. Did they right. get a chuckle? No, dude, I didn't. They didn't oh, get it. Man. They weren't fans. They weren't fans. Um, But, like, how crazy is it that, like, so Santa Claus goes out. There's a possibility that he's either going to get shot. Yeah. Fall off of a route. Yeah. Like, anything could happen to him, you know? 
He carries the cart around. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly positioned to where anybody can get to it. And he's like, I'm just looking and for some identification, buddy. So if he doesn't put the clothes on, then who who defaults? Somebody's got to put Santa it on. Clothes? Like, so does and it then, just stay well, there? Well, you never think about this. Like, what if a bad person puts the clothes on? Yeah, like, what exactly. if the hands fall into like a robber or you know what I like mean? Like a, that that's not even, you know, we just like don't worry sword. about that. Like Yeah. I didn't think um, about that when I was a kid. No. Like the Santa Claus suit falling into the wrong hands. Yeah. Does it have an existence like the mask? He was like, get that thing off, we gotta clean it. It's very old. Yeah, very. I think that it's one of those things that like um whether you're a bad person or not, it'll change you. It, it inherently makes you good. Yeah, probably. Well, like, I mean, what if? Yeah, what if that's what if that's the unspoken lore to the code of Santa? Because it did kind what of change. He, he was still hitting. He was still quick with the lines. Yeah, but he was, you know, he was Santa Claus. What like if Hitler got it? You know, you're com- you get plus twelve compassion to your <laughs> stats. Yeah. But, um, well, then remember when at the end he was like, I'm going into the family business and I'm over here yeah, like, you I, know how you got to do that, right? Yeah. You got to kill your, your dad, old man's right? got to die. And does that make the person that, pl- that is Santa Claus immortal until something happens? Cause look, I'm going to be honest with you. If I would have fell off that roof, probably wouldn't have died. No. I would have hurt, maybe yeah. broke something. What if it's what? Well, but what if it's a stipulation where it's it has to be at the hands of another person? Because Tim Allen's the reason why he died. Yeah, he said. What do you say? What are you doing up there? And he slips. Did y'all notice when he yeah. slips? Um, the snow. It was like blanket snow, and you could see it yeah. bunch up. Yeah, I never noticed that before. You're not looking for shit like that. But they shot this movie but, like in July or something. They said it was hot as fuck. There was no real snow. That's all fake snow. But it was, uh, but yeah, it was his fault. So, you know, cause I mean, we're talking about a, a, a position where the toys just take you where you need to go. Yeah. Like Which, he literally had no, like every time he went out up until the end there, he had no control over where he was going and what he was doing. Now the deer, yeah. the reindeer would just. Everything Go. was on autopilot. He was just there. And it was like, and when, when the, almost like a fucking, almost like the craziest security job ever. Well, when Neil was talking to the kid, he's like, how does he go to every house? And he's like, well, not everybody celebrates Christmas. And then he's like, it's some kind of time continuum. We're like, time slows down, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like yeah, the I mean, the movie though. If if you knock Santa off your roof on accident, are you putting the suit on? Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> Without question. I like when he's reading the card. Bernard's holding the card under the magnifying glass thing, and he's reading. It. Tim Allen's doing all that shit, <laughs> the thing, like reading along with him. You got to read the fucking clause, dude. What clause? It's, the- it's like D clause. The Claus Claus. Which is fucking clever as fuck. Yeah, fun. dude. The Santa Claus. Like, this is the stipulations. You know what I'm saying? 
I just thought it was so strange whenever they come in there. I'm like, nobody's sad. Yeah. And they're acting like he should know what's up. <laughs> Who's in charge here? You are. Well, you know what? I mean, what's the big guy? Yeah. You are. Yeah. And then yeah. the scene where he goes in there and he takes off the suit and those puppets scream. Those puppets. Yeah. That shit was, I always laughed at that when I was a kid. I always thought that was funny. Um, well, maybe, I mean, you've got to think that these elves is, have been alive for centuries. Yeah, the right? one little girl, he, he was like, like, he's like, you're nice or something. And she's like, I'm seeing somebody in rapping. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's old. Like she said, what she said took me like 800 years to perfect the recipe. Yeah. She's like, I'd have give up after a little while, you yeah. know? Like, so you got to think how many Santa Clauses have they been through? Especially like back in the day when like shows up in a sleigh and reindeer and like they don't give a fuck who you are, or where you're from, they're going to fuck you up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. I I enjoyed it a lot. It's um Oh yeah, man. It's, it's a timeless classic. It is, dude. Point. It's up there. Yeah. I had a and copy uh, of it, so I used I used to watch it a lot. And it, you know, yeah, I like Tim Allen, so Yeah. Um and it's still funny. It is. You can tell it's shot on film, looks great. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a copy of this movie that looked like like this. I mean, like last time I watched it, it was nowhere near Blu-ray quality. No. Um, last time I watched it was probably on a VHS or TV. Like it just yeah. came on, and I was like, "Oh, Santa Claus." Yeah. I don't think I've seen the others because I don't really remember. The second one was good. I remember like seeing a scene on YouTube one time where I don't know which movie it's in, but he's meeting with all the like the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. Mother Nature and the the Tooth Fairy wants to change his name. Yeah. That's like the it gets out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which the all the other characters show up in the second one. You know, you've got the Tooth Fairy and Father Time and Easter Bunny and all the this stuff. Does the sun come back? Uh yeah, the sun does come back. Like everybody comes back for all of them. And the second one is like he's got He like, wants to get married, right? Well, it's a clause mm-hmm. that he has. To, oh. There has to be a Mrs. Clause. It's the Mrs. It's clause, like Mrs. clause clause. That's, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and then in the third one, which I didn't like near as much, uh, That's Jack Frost. Yeah, Lick Lemony. What's his name? Remember his character? Oh, um, y'all know what I'm talking about Jiminy Glick. Jiminy Glick. Yeah, which he, which would have been better just to have him in the movie. I know, right? Well, you know what I mean? Could you picture? Yeah. But yeah, that the third one was the the weakest well, the out of all of them. Oh, Martin yeah. Short. Yeah. But the second one's good though. And yeah, everybody comes back on. And I think the third one had something to do with like his kid was like being a dickhead, and he was on the naughty list and all this stuff. He has to, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so. been a bad kid that year. He's not going to get yeah. presents. You know, when right. you see Neil, you're like, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> what are talking about? Yeah. Um, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Whenever I see that guy, I always think, and the, the this is what I pull, because 
My mom used to watch it all the time. Touched by an angel. He was on there? Yeah. Was he like a yeah. reoccurring character? Yeah. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's what always kind of, you know, that's what always kind of come to my mind. But yeah. Oh, man. And how good does he look as a Santa Claus? Like when he, like towards the end when he's got the beard, yeah, the hair, I'm like, man, you're fucking Santa Claus, dude. And they give him the rosy cheeks and everything, man. It looks really good. Like for it to come out in 94, the prosthetics and everything. Oh, they're great, dude. The makeup. Yeah. The suit. Fantastic. The little girl's like, he's like, I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. Because he didn't drink the milk. He's like, I think the milk's gone bad. Yeah. Yeah. Soy milk. Go sleep. When he's pulling that fucking canoe out of the bag. Knocks the tree over, like, um, you I can remember, see the CGI, like when the reindeer's flying and th- those deers yeah. were animatronic. It took like a team of people to run the deer, but when you would see but the CGI worked. version, there's several times in the movie where you can see the, the it flying in and there's nobody in the damn sleigh. Yeah. It's empty. Um, which his sleigh, I always thought as a kid, his sleigh was badass. Especially the upgrades it got. Yeah. What's crazy is like, if the timeline and what they say is correct, they go back to the North Pole around Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. They're able to upgrade this sleigh. Yeah. Give him some fire retardant yeah. clothing, like the whole he nine got the full James Bond upgrade, like. Yeah, in like a, less than a month, you yeah. know. It's fucking ridiculous. But hey, they were preparing. But I mean, they said get your affairs in order. So you know he ain't going back to work. Like, Mm-mm. no call, no show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then how much does being Santa Claus pay? Well, I mean, you get all the milk, cookies. dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, well, you notice they started eating sweets. Yeah. Like, that was his thing. I that mean, was his jam. Can we, can we, for the sake of real, of the, the for the real estate continuity, Let's just say Fat Man is the distant future sequel of uh, yeah. the Santa Claus. That's what he turns into? Mel Gibson is the last Santa. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but, I mean, that's not far off, though, you know? No. We talked about I mean, that really? in the show. It's like, if what happens if he dies? He's like, you just got to put the suit on. Yeah. What if Gibson put it on? And he was a hardened military vet. Santa Claus kinda, accidentally died in front of him. Kind of, you know, he turned, you know, he kind of was a little jaded. Yeah. Jaded. <laughs> he put it on and it warmed his heart. Yeah. It warmed his heart, but he still got his firearms by his side, you know? But it'll still want to be one you in rope company and win. Yeah, for sure. Right. I don't even want to challenge it. I'm going to jump off the Yeah, for sure. Right. That'll do. But yeah, I'm giving it a full star, full man. Star, I I could watch this every year yeah. with like Christmas Vacation and Scrooge and a Christmas Story. Never get tired. I've probably seen this movie like I would I would say realistically probably about sixty times. Yeah, a lot. Well, think about all the times you've ever visited family on Christmas and this was on TV. Yeah, 
I mean, not just like not by your own choosing. You just stumble upon it, and it, you know wherever you're at, and it happens to be on there. I mean, it's one of those movies where everyone everyone has more than likely watched it. Yeah, it's one of those films. I don't think you go your whole life without it, unless Christmas just isn't part of your yeah. your thing, which yeah. is fine. But for most for most of the folks around, you know, th- there's some sort of Christmas thing going on, and that movie's typically on. And it's easy to forget that it's just, it, at the end of the day, it was a well-made movie. A yeah. fucking Christmas classic. Yeah. When they Has said, there been... Go ahead, man. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, because nah. this is going to this is gonna dovetail. Are you dovetailing to something else? Yeah. I was just going to bring up when they're sitting in the... After he does the thing at Show and Tell, or when you bring oh, yeah. your dad to work day of school... Yeah, and he's like, "What book? What did you? What did you guys do before you went to bed?" And he's like, "We fucking shared a bowl of sugar, did some <laughs> shots of brown liquor, played with my shotguns, field dressed a cat, looked for women." He's like, "I read him a book." Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Classic book you read? Him? Hollywood Wives. Yeah. <laughs> he was quick, man. Yeah, he was. I always liked the yeah. scene too when the cop was like, "What's your name?" And he was like, "Chris Kringle." Yeah. Pierre, no, no. I always remember the the oven fire scene. Yeah. And the option to go to the restaurant. Just because growing up, just me and my dad, like there would be moments where that would happen. Yeah. So we'd find ourselves. Well, it reminds you of that classic scene in the Christmas story where they have to go out and eat Chinese food because the fucking food gets fucked up. Like, and that's the first place they stop at, like a Thai place. Yeah. He's like, they're closed. <laughs> and when he's looking around in Denny's, you see the other dads with their kids, and they're all giving him yeah. that look. He's like, you burn the turkey? He's got the cast on. He, gives <laughs> he holds it up. <laughs> burn the turkey. It's like, poor bastard, yeah. you know? <laughs> he's like, it's an American institution. Yeah. Denny's. Grand slam, you know? Yeah. Uh, but what I was going to say a minute ago is like, has there been a recent, like a modern classic, Christmas classic that's came out that like as far as wholesome family movie with you know that's able to you know that for to no man I don't think there has been they it's they been tried to do it with dude from uh uh oh man shit man hang on. I can't think of his name. You remember they, he, oh, damn. He was in The Thing. Kurt Russell. Yeah, they did a Santa Claus movie with him. Have y'all seen any of those? No. All right, I watched the first one. It was all right. I mean, he played a pretty cool, he was like a hip Santa Claus. There's like some music scenes where he's like playing a guitar and shit in it. And I think (laughs) they, this year, they made another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was all right, but it's not like classic. Like Kurt Russell has forever. I used to always think of him with the flamethrower fighting the thing. Yeah, yeah, right. You know who would make a great Santa? But but now though, every time I think of Kurt Russell, I always think of his scene in Django, or not Django, but a hateful eight on roof. Horseshit! (laughs) Horseshit! Yeah, (laughs) man. You still got that letter from Lincoln? Yeah. You know I do. Oh, Mary, Mary Todd's Todd's calling. And he's like, I almost had a tear in his eye, dude. 
Diabolical bitch. You know who would make a good Santa, though? Who? Patrick Warburton. The Tick. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I mean, you know, he would... He, he, he would be a really funny if he keep if he if he just if he sticks to what he does and that's Patrick Warburton cast as this character. Yeah. If he keeps that, if he keeps if he stays by what he's always done, does dude, the voice. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, or if he just There's if he a... just played Putty, yeah. Santa yeah. Claus Putty. Santa Claus, we've got a, a lot of presents to deliver. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Elaine, I uh, I don't know if we can see each other tonight. But uh, no, nah, I I was trying to think about that today, and I I was like, well, I I can't think of anything that's come out recently, like Fat Man, but th- for a different reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like yeah. if they if they did a follow up, like a legit follow up to, well, like an actual family Christmas. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's like a diehard family or a diehard Christmas movie. You know what I mean? Daniel like, Day Lewis could yeah. probably do it. Dude, he would go would full. Be like, dude, he'd go that full. Be the, be like, he'd be like, fuck the fast. That would suit. be the most dramatic Christmas 300 movie pounds. ever. There would be nothing but like snowy yeah, there will stuff, be like landscapes. You know, he would come in and he would He's be like, like, I have to give the children I eat your joy. cookies and drink your milk. It's like, make toys for me, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard to lie. That's hard. To, oh, I didn't. Didn't Paul Giamatti play Santa Claus in something? Yeah, Fred Claus. Was that it? Which wasn't terrible. That had, you know, Vince... Um, what's his name? Uh, Vince Vaughn. Okay, right? yeah. And, you know, it's Santa Claus's brother. How can you stack up? You know, Santa Claus got shot or some shit. Yeah. He's he come down with coronavirus. They can't do it. So, um, Leslie Nielsen had a good Santa Claus look. Yeah. But he just had the face. Yeah. And it's all about the face, man. It I don't is. know when I picture Santa Claus, man, I just picture blue eyes. Got to kind of have that snub cheap. nose, that big, you know. Yeah. No pointy nose. No. But yeah, man. Full star for me. I mean, look at him, dude. Same for me, man. I'm going to put it. Look at him, man. It's perfect. God damn it. Yeah, I'll give it a full star. They get three bells. And we give it three candy canes, three sleighs. I don't know. It gets, uh, it's up there on the list of classic Christmas movies, man. Yeah. I mean, check him out, dude. Yeah, right. You can't get no more Santa Claus than that. And the eyebrows, dude. I know. I didn't know how important that was to have them. All bushy like that. I mean, that beard is on point. Yeah. All prosthetic, man. Crazy. Yeah, it does, don't it? But yeah, dude, it was great. It was good to see it again. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while for me as but well. I hopped right in there, dude. Yeah. I was like, didn't I even think this. twice. Like, yeah. But yeah. So, uh, 
season finale of Mandalorian, guys. What was it? Um, what the fuck? Yeah, right. Like, I, it's probably been beat beat to death like a dead horse, you know, on the internet. Yeah. But what um, new shits come to light? Well, old I mean, shit, Mandal- but new shit. Yeah. Well, Mandalorian lived up to what he he told fucking Gus. He was like, "Bitch, you don't know how much that child means to me." Mm-hmm. I'm showing up and showing out. I'll take out. my fucking and, helmet off. Yeah. So he shows up with the crew. They got a plan. They're hot. And that was a cool opening. They board that, uh, yeah. that ship with the scientist on it mm-hmm. and everything. And they're like, you know, he's worth uh, more to you dead than he is to us alive. All this shit. You know, they have that little Mexican standoff there. And gets fucking dropped. Well, and then that dude tells her, she's like, oh, yeah, you're from, what planet was it? He's like, I was there uh, that day. We were Alderaan. fucking fucked everybody up. Yeah. I was like, damn. He, and now she's going to get the fuck over, you know, kind of like Bill Burr did. Yeah, yeah. Mando kind of gave her that look, too, that he gave Bill Burr. He's like, fucking word, we're you all know? fucking motherless child, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Ragamuffins. Um... But yeah, they get a pretty good plan. They're like, all right, all the bounty hunters except for Boba is going to fucking roll in and cause a distraction. Mando, you sneak in. First of all, lock that fucking room down with those badass stormtrooper fucking the robots key. in there. Yeah. And she's like, Make I sure. get Gideon. Yeah. He's, he's mine. mine. He's got to surrender to me. Yeah. She didn't say why. Probably should have said what? why. Yeah, exactly. Probably right. should have because he doesn't want it. No, who, I mean, he wants the kid. Yeah. And he's got a badass fucking spear. You know, he don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he fucking opens the hatch and pulls all those, um, robots out. The, the dark troopers. What they I called? knew they were going to fly back. Yeah. I when they went out, that. I was like, those things can fly though. <laughs> yeah. The one gets out though, man. And beats his fucking head. He hits him so hard that his helmet goes into the ship. Uh, I didn't think Mando was going to get out of that one for a second. Even Gus was like, one of them almost fucked you up, dude. We got a whole battalion of them bitches, you know? And here they come. And he's like, and we all know that I'm going to be the only one left alive. Yeah. So, So he shows up at the kids' quarters and, of course... Gustavo's in there with the dark saber or whatever it's called. I knew this. I knew he was bullshitting. Yeah. Yeah. And they have that badass fight, dude. Yeah. Mando with the spear. Yeah. And him with that, that badass saber. It was bad. I mean, edge of the seat, dude. Yeah. Right. And it, it was awesome. Like the little details, like whenever he would hit the spear and he'd hold it there and you'd see it like glow red hot. Yeah, Yeah, dude. It's like, oh, it's, he's not going to be able to cut through it, but damn, it's going to burn somebody. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it was just little details like that during that fight that was awesome. And then, you know, of course, him getting the upper hand and getting the child back and everything. And then take fucking dude to the deck where everybody else was. And he's like, he was like, you want to go ahead and kill him now or, or are you going to wait? And Mando's like, what the fuck's this dude talking about? You know? Yeah. Running his fucking Oh, whenever they up. came into the room. And he was mm-hmm. in the handcuffs. The look on her face. Yeah. She's like, what did you do? 
Yeah. It's like, well, I don't hey, know. There's fucking five of you in here and one of me out there. Did what I had yeah, to do. I'm, I mandoed up. Saving the day like a true fucking OG. <laughs> like a boss. And then they're like, all right, we're going to settle this later, right? Yeah. Well, once the shit kicked off, they just didn't talk about it again. Yeah. And uh, those those troopers showed up and they're like, close the hatches. That that shit was crazy. Yeah. Where they seal the, they seal the hatches. And I thought that they were going to assemble into like, like all their arms are going to interlock and do like some power punches on this door. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't right. ready. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. They look like those rock'em sock'em robot things. Yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking black. about? Yeah. Yep. When they were punching? Yeah. It's like, oh shit, they're going to punch right through this. And they, I mean, they were about to, like, it started, like, dude, they were, they were, it was going to, at that point, I was like, dude, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Like. A part of me kind of would have got in a little bit just to see this fight on this deck. Yeah. Well, to kill off Bo-Katan and those people. Yeah. Get rid of some of the chuffa. Not to, not to spit in the face of anyone that's a fan of them from Clone Wars, but. I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, like they were the ones that are probably worth letting go yeah, and have like a dramatic sure. finale where it's like, oh, we just met you. You were cool. Yeah. What wow. could have been? Fuck. Guess I'll keep you know? the saber. Yeah, right. <laughs> but well, I mean, too. I think, I think that, I think like she's going to be a villain. She's coming yeah, that's after what a that lot of, shit. Yeah. That's what a lot of people are saying. And how crazy was it? She's like, I got to defeat you in combat. And he's like, I yield, take it. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, I got to defeat. And well, it's like, well, Mando didn't kill no, fucking. My kid, he didn't. Yeah. So he like, just beat him and like got the thing. Like, yeah. And I wonder if that's how they'll get around it. And then maybe that's how Gideon will die where that gets brought up. Oh, like well, it's still his because. You didn't yeah. kill him, so technically it's still his. So we got to let these two fight. Well, I would have just been Mando and took the handcuffs off and gave it to him, but like, you want to fight? Fight. Yeah. You know, like but once. But once again, though, a uh, testament to to Mando's devotion to the kid. Mm-hmm. He yeah. did not give a shit about any, and it's showing more how he's slowly slipping away from his Mandalorian creed. Yeah. Uh, he's not, he's not participating in, in, in lore top shit with the dark saber. He don't give a fuck about any of that. That doesn't matter to him. It's just to tr- the tradition, uh, like the simple traditions, I guess, like yeah. keep the helmet on, which he's breaking that. Yeah. But for good reason though, you know? Mm-hmm. So then what happens next? So they're they're busting. Speaking of reason, you know, yeah. little baby Yoda puts his hand up and does a force high five. Yeah, it's like who's he talking to? You know. Yeah, and then we see a ship, an unknown alone, ship, fairly alone, large. Yeah, fairly large. Yeah, that that lone X wing pulls in and just parks and fucks everything up. No comms. They say uh, identify yourself. Nothing. Ain't got to. Fucking Moth Gideon's eyes are getting big. He knows. Yeah. He knows the score. And we're all sitting yeah. here like, 
This better be Luke Skywalker. Well, and the build up to it was fucking yeah. perfect. The green saber, the fucking leather the belt. Yeah, like the whole yeah. The hallway scene. That shit was fucking awesome. Up, and and guys, the music that was playing while that was going on. Yeah. Like it was like epic. that 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 whole experience. And dude, we finally get our first look at Grandmaster fucking Luke. Yeah. Like he's he's had a few years since Return of the Jedi, but we get pre peak prime Luke Skywalker. He's a just badass. Turning these dark troopers into fucking scrap, man. Yeah. Into glass, dude. That was so badass. Yeah. I wasn't uh, expecting it to end that way. I'll say that. They really got me. Well, they went out big. Yeah. I was holding out for something like that to happen, but so soon, fuck no. Did not uh, see that coming at all. No. Uh, that was something that I was like, I, I wrote shit like that off. Is like, man, that that's going to be in the pile of ideas that are cool, but will never be used. And I'm glad, I'm glad Favreau had the balls to do this. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it fit um, perfectly in the context of the story. Like he reaches out through the force and of course, who would answer? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's fucking said, She's like, there's not many Jedi left. Yeah. And you know, I I was of uh, of the the worry that tying too close in to the main story of Star Wars would take it away, like would take take some of the shine off of Mando with it being his show. But if you're gonna have a moment for the IP to legitimately face fuck you and remind you why you like this shit, this was the scene to do it. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that, and for me, it was, uh, I got, for some reason, man, I got teared up, dude, when R2, when R2 comes around, to kind of, you know, because Grogu's kind of having a second where he's like, man, I don't really want to go. I do, but I don't. Yeah. And, R2 rears around and they start talking and I was like, yes. I don't yeah. know why, but I was just like had little man tears of joy. Plus riding off the high of that fucking epic ass like cut down. Yeah. And um, there's a I think I think everybody realizes that, you know, it mirrored, you know, our Vader scene. And I thought it was cool because the way they depicted Luke taking him down was like a mixture of like the aggression of like his dad was 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 shining right through him like in the sense of the story you know yeah and how ruthless the skywalkers could be as combatants yeah but yeah that was that was the perfect bow to seal off already really excellent episode when he said yeah. he doesn't want to go with you he said he just he wants your permission yeah. And he picked him up and then he did the thing like, let me see your face. Yeah. Cause this whole time he had never seen his face. He's like, take the mask off, man. I wish that we let could see clip you. that and put Adam, the way you said that, uh, we let put that over that face. scene where like the hand touches the helmet. That's what he did. He did like, face. let me see it. 
And he takes dude, he the, took his helmet off in front of all those people. Yeah, for the kid. For the kid. It was perfect. And then he looks at Luke, gives him the nod. But see what's good about that is like now the kid knows what he looks like. Yeah. Nobody could show up because you could pretend to be somebody. Yeah. Luke knows what he looks well, like. Well, you also we also get this weird this weird cyclical nature sad. of Star Wars. Where it's like, you know, um, I've seen a lot of, behind, like, you know, anyone who's sat and w- wasted their time going down the, the behind the scenes stuff behind, you know, certain choices and, and reasons for scenes and stuff. Um, there's a clip of Dave Filoni explaining uh, how in episode one, when you get the the fight between Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Darth Maul. How that's a pivotal moment because Qui-Gon was the Jedi that could have raised Anakin right and he wouldn't have ever become Vader. Yeah. And like, you know, it's almost like we kind of got a moment with like, like now that we're seeing people being like, hey, I'm going to train your kid instead of just, hey, we're going to take him. Yeah. It just, it made me think of that in a way. But yeah. Uh. The man, in thir- in in forty four minutes, oh, we got what the sequel trilogy should have been. Well, and this is what I was I was talking to Adam about this the other night. So, out of all the cast from the sequel trilogy, there's only one two people that are working constantly. Everybody else has kind of been blacklisted, right? So, they have this rare opportunity. Instead of trying to erase what was already there and what has already been done, just expand on it in series form. Yeah, and fill fill in the gaps and make it to where when we revisit those movies, it's not met with the same criticism anymore. Build up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Because because now a lot of people's like, well, was Grogu there the night that... um, Kylo went mm-hmm. crazy and tried to kill Luke, or when Luke went crazy and tried to kill Kyle, like all this stuff, it's like, that's bullshit, uh, Grogu would have stopped it from happening, if he was there it would have never happened, blah blah blah, so it's like people is already trying to like inject their own fan service into all that stuff, when like we have the characters yeah, we and have- I mean, you could you could, I mean, just as a total ass pull, you could ride it to where Grogu was realized, was- like like you could find out Luke was being influenced by the dark side and wasn't aware of it. So yeah. he felt like it was his own thoughts. Well, what about this? So you know what I mean? Whenever like, he Grogu was Grogu, dealing with that. How how long until we see him standing on the island? Or when the when he came in and wiped out all the Jedi? How long? From that point from that point to where we see him again at the end of Force Awakens oh, is still another Kylo Ren wipes out the Jedi. From the time that he got Grogu to then, how much time y'all think happened? What's there? They easily have 10 to 15 years of time to... What if this is what happened? That's just roundabout, He's got Grogu, he's training him. Everything's great. What if he dies that night? And along with everybody else, and Luke's just like, I'm done, I can't. And that's why he goes to the island. Yeah. That could have happened. Then you're like, oh, okay, all right. Because, I mean, I'd be yeah. pretty fucking sad, you know? 
Right. He's well, like, remember, I just don't want to have anything like, to do know, with it. Like, we don't yeah, want any Jedi. Yeah, because the, the whole Jedi temple was on fire. Mm-hmm. So Kylo clearly had had his youngling moment. Yeah. In some capacity. So it would make sense. Well, if it right. builds up to that, people would be like, "Oh, okay, maybe we need to rethink being." Because it would about mean, because it would mean that Grogu it would it would add more weight to why Luke yeah. was like, "Fuck it," because it's like because he lost he lost his oldest student. Yeah, yeah, because you got to think that was his first student. Which would be right? really sad. Yeah, little Grogu. I mean, you'd have to raise him like a little baby. Yeah. Well, uh, I saw somebody spitting. Uh, fan theories through different forums and stuff and one that caught my attention i was like that's it's it's stupid but i could see disney trying to pull something like this off because time travel's been working for them and they find a way to put grogu like make some sort of time shenanigans going on which a lot of people would write that off i would kind of be like that's a cop-out but some people are wondering if he's going to deal with, if he's going to have something to do with the veil of the force. Cause if he's the, if, if he's survived since the, the, the Republic era and he's been trained by Luke and everything, he, he, he clearly he's going to become a big deal in some shape or form. Right. Uh, not necessarily on popularity, but the story, the story, that's been created now is set the stage for that. So I wonder how that's going to, I just wonder how it's going to pan out, man. But I'm still, if they ended the show with that finale and let that just be what the Mandalorian was, is it was just Mando just gets caught up in this thing and becomes a stepping stone for Grogu to be the first student for Luke and the new Jedi uh, order. Well, I mean, that, that's a hell of a good story concept. And you saw how much Grogu meant to Mando. He took yeah. his helmet off. So, you I mean, know, that, that's what, what, that's what Luke, good writing is. How going to mean to Luke? And then to lose him. Yeah. Over, like, someone that you trained. Right? Yeah. It's like, he's like, I trained a killer, and he wiped everything out. Like, it's what I'm happens done. when you take it's what happens when you take your pesky nephew under your wing and he fucks it all up. Professional little brother. Yeah, right. <laughs> but my whole thing is like, let's just take the stories that we already have, let's expand on them a little bit. Let's use because we're already getting now a Boba Fett series. Yep. We're getting an Obi Wan series. Yep. There's talks we're getting a Luke series. There's talks that we're getting all this other shit Andor. like. Yeah, so like let's let's go back to the drawing board just for a hair here, right? And or at fuck- least go back to what they already have, and that's a plethora of content to use. Yeah, because you can bring uh, Daisy Ridley, right? Mm-hmm. You can bring her back because she's not working. You can bring Finn back because he's not working. The only people like you're not going to be able to bring any of the old guard back because nope. either a they're dead or B, yeah. they're not interested in being well, you can't part of reshoot it. that stuff. That's our, that's done. Yes. Unless so, you recast like, you, you know, the Han Solo movie. Yeah. I think, bring it, that guy I back think it, I think the Mandalorian also establishes, uh, 
a a good definition of what people had to pick with the sequels. It wasn't that people. I don't think people didn't like Daisy Ridley, and I don't think it was the fact that people didn't like Ray. It was the idea that we were being sold this story about this new character and all this that's piggybacking off of a story that this character ultimately has no relation to whatsoever. Yeah. Um, had had her like a female fronted Jedi story is not the problem. No. Well, the and problem was that they tried to that they didn't like you can clearly really see that they the didn't theory. they didn't know what they were doing when they made those sequel movies. As much as I like them and where they sit on the hierarchy of films is still on the very bottom of all the Star Wars stuff. They're still good for what they are. But they still don't. But I'll be the first to admit that they don't make any fucking sense in continuity. Well, I mean, the real story was about Kylo. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, like I I enjoyed the Kylo stuff and all this, and having it having the whole series center around Ray. But Kylo, but Kylo though he he was he was still a subplot. He was right up there next to the main course and his whole journey from. Falling to the dark side, redeeming himself, all of the unforgivable things he does, and then he becomes fucking, hey, I can pull a lightsaber out of my back, guys. Yeah. I mean, that's still, I mean, it's, his, his arc was good, and I enjoyed it, but, you know, we were, we were 100% marketed on Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to me, as a moviegoer, and just looking at it from a marketing standpoint in general, it makes sense for them to have Ray be the focal point of the film. And have Kylo be like a villain slash antihero, right? And the reason yeah. why, and the reason why is because first of all, the climate of the world right now. Okay, if you have another Star Wars film that has another male lead, then there's going to be a lot of people that don't feel included. Blah 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 blah. So from a technical standpoint, then that makes sense. But also, less is more. So the less Kylo that we get. And more, you know, Ray that we get, and you see Ray's journey, that just feeds into that mystique and like what's really going on in his head and all this stuff. And then when they started bringing a lot of that stuff in in the Last Jedi, like you know, when whenever him and Ray were having these forced conversations mm-hmm. about like it's all gray area, you know, and all this kind of stuff was going on. Then it brings you into Kylo, and it and it starts kind of explaining his journey, what his motives are. And then they went into, you know, Rise of Skywalker and it turned into whatever it was or whatever. But it's like, to me, Ray being the focal point of the story was fine and it made sense. And Kylo being a background character that turned into more. It's just that they, did, like you said, they didn't know what to do with Ray. Yeah. That was their problem because they all of a sudden turn her into a Palpatine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They all of a sudden do that when... I was fine. I think everybody was fine at the end of The Last Jedi that she was a nobody. That yeah. she was a family. She came from a family of junkers. Yeah. That they sold her. And if they had capitalized on that and included that in with the, you know, because I feel like, I feel like her going, uh, call me Skywalker was not a good way to achieve that. No. They still stuck their landing with it. Yeah, nobody can choose to be whatever they want. She chose to be a Skywalker. I get it. But it just, it wasn't good enough. 
Not not by a long shot, and I think most people agree. Yeah. Um, I think if they'd capitalized on, like you were saying, at the end of The Last Jedi, where she was a nobody, and instead of adopting a name, she just stayed as Rey. Yeah. And, and just, like, capitalizing on the idea, kind of like with, with uh, the way uh, a lot of other films where it's like a passing of the mantle. It's like anyone can, can, can be this. Yeah. If you got hope, which is fucking that's the that's the message of fucking star wars according to joe george lucas is just hope yeah so perseverance yeah and that would that would have been a very you know it would have been great that someone on a societal level that people consider nothing and no one and useless or whatever ends up being so prevalent in the force that she's able to wield it harness the power of a former Jedi and conquer the Sith once and for all. That would have been more impactful. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that there's a lot of um there's a lot of time gap specifically between The Last Jedi and uh Skywalker where you can go in and you can bring those characters and you can bridge that gap with a one, maybe two seasons of something. And you can get all of the stuff like that you can explain more of the last Jedi stuff and get a lot of that stuff out in the open that people didn't seem to like flesh it out more. And then it would also be a good intro into Skywalker to be able to bring the story back around full circle. The damage is already done. So why not try to get someone that is very creative and someone that is very good at writing to come in here and be like, here's the problems that happened between the last, because everybody, everybody agrees. The force awakens is fine. Right. It's, but it's it's just a carbon copy. Yeah. But the last Jedi is where they start to lose people, and Skywalker is either where people really love it or really hate it and ruins everything for them. So you've got a massive time gap between those two films, and especially Skywalker. It's like pop, 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 pop. It, it moves so fast. The plot moves through so fast. That you're just like, wait, what? He's got to go to the ship, and he's got to get this fucking triangle cube thing. There's a lot and, happening. Yeah, a lot happening for the ending to be what it was. So just go in, refine all this stuff, get some good writing, you know, get all this stuff in place for it, and then be like, all right, guys. Like now they're what? in a better position to fix it than than they were a year ago. Oh yeah, for sure, and. They achieve that with one fucking one episode of the Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just the fact that Luke shows up and and gets Grogu and it, the implications that that has ripples through the entire fucking sequel trilogy. You know what I mean? So it's like let's because I mean think about it. Everybody hated Luke's perf- like his character in the sequel. Okay, well. Why, like, you don't see everything that happened there that night. Like Adam was saying, if fucking Grogu gets fucked oh, up. Oh, man. And you train the motherfucker that kills him. Yeah. Like, so what it's kind almost of... on you. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, mean, dude, that would make sense for him to. I mean, I would want to go off and be alone. I'm like, I got fucking Grogu killed, man. Yeah. For it to be such an impactful death to break his balance, you know, with the force. Like it, 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 it's the perfect thing, because even though perf- even though Luke is our hero, he he's perceived as the do no wrong. 
you know, what better way to humanize him and to tap into the Skywalker uh, legacy than to have him be upset over death? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And his uh, his unwill his will his uh, well his futility to stop it in the end and have him feel like it was somewhat his fault. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this 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 fixes Luke a little bit. Right, yeah. But I mean it's purely speculation amongst us, yeah. but I mean I feel like, you know, 1 plus 2 equals 3, you know? Like But uh yeah, that's all the Mandalorian that we're getting for a little while, guys. <laughs> they have confirmed season 3, so I'm interested to see where the story goes. More action. Yeah. But uh, hey man, I love the character. Oh yeah. Even Pedro Pascal. I mean, dude, kills it. Get this guy some more work. For sure, right? I want them to cast him in a fucking Marvel as a Marvel hero. You know what I mean? I I honestly He could do a villain. I want to see him do more. I want to see him do more stuff in the vein of like just TV drama, man. Like, uh, stuff in the vein of like Narcos, like what he's done before, and maybe you know what I'm saying, like, right? You know, some more, you know, stuff that's not necessarily an IP. I wouldn't be opposed to him being in Marvel. He is, uh, he is a fucking jewel. Ten right? out of ten, we'll watch again. Yeah, he oh, is. He show. is. Amazing. So, <clears throat> I got a couple little tidbits of movie news if y'all want to hear. Hit that up. Let's see. I was First, bring this all, up. So I'm glad it's in here. What the James Bond thing? Yeah. So James Bond Home MGM is exploring studio sale valued at five point five billion dollars. Uh, MGM Holdings is reportedly looking at sale options due to the shift to streaming. Um says MGM is reportedly looking to start a bidding war and consider sale options, meaning that another studio could end up owning the rights to several popular franchises, including James Bond and the Rocky series. A new report from the Wall Street Journal reveals that MGM has tapped investment banks Morgan Stanley and Liontree LLC to begin the process of a formal sale, with the studio reporting holding a market value of around $5.5 billion. Now that's a spicy meatball. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, MGM has explored the idea of selling up in the past, but this time the company is reportedly hoping to draw attention from international media companies, private equity investors, and bank check companies, rather than traditional Hollywood studios, with current circumstances leading to the decision. MGM is hoping that a bidding war will ensue for content to fill a new wave of streaming video services. With the move, with the move to digital releases making their extensive library an attractive target, uh, MGM has an epic library of over 4,000 titles, many of them very recognizable, and over 17,000 hours of television programming, including the franchises like The Hobbit as well as popular television shows like The Handmaiden's Tale and Vikings. It is not known which, if any, studios would want to purchase MGM and the rights to their various franchises, but ultimately we could end up with a situation similar to the 
recent Disney Fox merger, which has since seen several high profile projects, including the likes of Alien, go into production under a new umbrella. Um, so with that being said, I, I don't think Disney can fucking buy anything else, can they? I remember it was like here a while back they were they said that was the cap. Yeah, so well, I think I know there's probably a ton of other properties, but I, I think that having a streaming service with the sub caption or the subtitle, like, you know, the home of the James Bond collection. Yeah. I don't think at least for our, for at least for American audiences, I don't think that's going to have the pull like mm-hmm. it did maybe 20, 30 years ago. Right. I feel like as much as I'm a big bond fan, I do know that that like bonds becoming niche. Right. Well, with that being said, there's only two, there's two studios that I think would be interested in this. I think either Warner brothers, Warner brother, yep. the HBO max stuff, right. Or Sony. Because if Disney can't purchase <clears throat> anything else, then they're out. Um, what if unless Netflix they, wanted to cop it? I could I could see Netflix trying to do something that's like that. That's some big but money, I though. I don't think that they're going to offer up 5.5. Yeah, that's a billion. lot of money. They're not going to do that. Not I mean, just for the back catalog. But you, know, you look at I the mean, future it's, it's, movies, too. Yeah. It'd probably take too long for us uh, to mull through it now, of course. See, I would think if Disney think got of, a hold of it, it would go to maybe Hulu. I don't, I don't yeah, know about which, them putting that on well, Disney think Plus. about well, we we would also have to consider with MGM how many movies and film and TV that they've done that was in association with some of these other companies because well, I'm sure that would be a deciding factor too. At uh, yeah. Disney World, they have MGM Studios, like a park. Yeah, it's movie props and movie yeah. rides. You know, that's where you ride the um, Star Wars ride. They got the Indiana Jones thing there. With that being said, I bet that MGM was holding out as being Disney, the default uh, purchaser. But since they got Fox, then that kind of put them out. So that's because think about it. They could have did a behind the door, you know, behind the door, like a closed door deal for for this and been done with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and Disney would have just, you know, basically taken in all those properties and it would have just went kind of the way that Fox did, but on a smaller scale. But now they're like, okay, we've got to get investment companies and banks together in order to value everything mm-hmm. because Disney's not able to do that. So that could, I mean, it could, but it could also turn into a situation like Spider-Man. So for example, investment company, a let's call it real estate investments mm-hmm. come in. We drop five point five billion on the MGM catalog, right? We lease the characters we out to let's Disney say, use them. Yeah, yeah, we lease it out to Disney. We lease it out to Sony. We're well, just going to be making money, well, and see, we're not going to have. They could do yet. that though, because they they own like there's several companies under the Disney umbrella. Yeah, and they could use one of those companies to purchase yeah. it. Right. You know, even though it's still them, different name, you know. Different yeah. LLC, like they could use that company to purchase, right? Because they're not done buying shit. No, not They'll at all. They'll just buy another company 
or like, and it'll be like a sister company. Like it's its own thing. Cause you know, yeah. a company has got a name that's, it's its own thing. So they could use that to get it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know. It's amazing yeah. that they want to let that go. That's like, it's weird. Well, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, they're like, all right, we saw Quibi fail. We've seen a lot of streaming services fail. Yeah. There's a couple. Well, I mean, that... I'm sorry. No, you go, go ahead. ahead. I was just saying, or thinking, you know, this could also be a way for them to settle a deal somewhere. So that in the event that they decide to put no time to die on streaming, they already have their platform ready. Did, did you did the article mention that it they're streaming for free on YouTube right now? No. Did y'all know that think... MGM pulled down the paywall? As of I December the second, all James Bond movies, you know, old. Yeah. Free on YouTube with ads, of course. Right. Yeah. Um well, I'm, didn't I don't know why, but didn't Apple offer MGM X amount of money to stream the new I James think Bond they film? Did man, big dollars. I think was it like five hundred million? Yeah, Apple it was something might want to come in and grab it. And then you got to think about this too, Amazon. Yeah, right. Jeff Bezos has got a lot of money. He's the richest man in the world. Yeah, I feel so, like Apple would be a good Apple. Home seems for James like Bond. yeah, that's. I don't know. I just think James Bond will use an iPhone. You know what I mean? <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> got time well, to as far as I know, Apple Apple doesn't have really any IPs under their belt. They're all like still that. just completely. Yeah. They're all full on. Their main sellers are just their original the original stuff right content now. that they've got. It's hurt. I think in the long run that's hurting them too, right? Because um, like, I, I've, I've noticed now that Apple TV is available for PlayStation. Yeah. They're spreading yeah. out. Um, I don't know how long that's been. I, I could be just ignorant to a lot of that, but I've noticed that, th- that it's branching out from being Apple products carrying it, you know? Right. But, uh, but yeah, so we'll keep up to date on that. If we get any more MGM news, of course, we'll be sure to report back on that. <clears throat> Next, we've got... Um, they're apparently doing a sequel to The Exorcist, and I think that we talked about this at at some it's point, been a right? Yeah, uh, about how The Exorcist was basically a perfect movie and yeah. it didn't need a sequel. So apparently, it seems we are officially getting a new chapter in The Exorcist franchise, whether we ask for one or not. According to a report by The Observer, Bloomhouse Studio has teamed with Morgan Creek Productions to produce the film, and 2018's Halloween director David Gordon Green has been brought on board to helm the project. The news comes mere days after William uh, Friedkin, or Friedkin, the director of the original Exorcist, took to Twitter to declare he is in no way connected to any remakes or sequels to his 1973 classic horror. Um, there's been a rumor on IMDb that I'm involved with a new version of The Exorcist. This isn't a rumor, it's a flat-out lie. There's not enough money or motivation in the world to get me to do this. According to the Observer report, the upcoming film will be a sequel to the original Exorcist rather than being the Exorcist reboot as previously reported. That would make this the fifth sequel to the original film. But rumors have long been swirling that uh, the new Exorcist film will reboot the franchise in some matter 
and start from scratch. So, with that being said, you have to bring back Linda Carter, right? Oh, yeah. Wasn't she the Linda one? Blair, you mean? Linda Blair. Yeah. Linda Carter was Linda Wonder Carter Woman. was Wonder Woman. Drip. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so so you've got to bring back you gotta bring her back, right? And maybe I mean we're talking direct sequel. <laughs> in a perf yeah. in a perfect world, maybe she would revive her old role in some shape or fashion. But maybe it's I feel like at best we'll get a cameo like well, I'm just thinking like about it. So... I'm thinking about it in the context of like the guys that did the Halloween. Yeah. 2018 Halloween. So maybe it's her do granddaughter. We, but do we or... want Halloween? But do we want like the Halloween formula skin for Exorcist though? Well, I mean, it worked for Halloween. Make, it's, and that's what's going to bring the people in though. You know, oh, you're bringing Linda Blair back and there's, she's all fucked up because she was possessed by a demon yeah. when she was 12. She's been you know, demon like, prepping. Yeah, so it's good. Do I think it's going to be a carbon copy? No, but do I think that they'll take that route? Absolutely, because it's a no-brainer. It's been working. What has Linda? Yeah, yeah, what has Linda Blair done in the last twenty years? Cons, you know. I mean, if she has the opportunity to reprise her most famous role, come back, mm-hmm. and then she, you know, sh- she's either fucked up from it or she has went into like a nun. Or something, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, they could go many different routes with this, but um, I think it's a no-brainer if they're going to go this route with it, honestly. And I that, mean, it would be it would be interesting if they even if the, if if she somehow was not involved, if the writing team found a way to eerily write her off of it. Like, yeah, we were going to try to find her, but you they get to wherever she was at, and turns out she's been dead for 20 years. You know, right. And maybe make the movie investigating that. Yeah. But as they, as the trail, you know, gets cleared, what, you know, gets found, <laughs> they, uh, you know, they have to start answering the supernatural shit, you know? Or we find uh, out that something happened to her. Yeah. You know, like it came back, maybe it killed her. It would be interesting if they're going to do a direct sequel. It'd be, it would be interesting because at the end of The Exorcist, if I remember correctly, um, father, uh, not father, but what was the priest's name? The younger priest? Fucking God. Hold on. Let me, let me look it up. All right. So not father Mel Marin, but, um, father Karis, right? They, mm-hmm. they, they drive the demon out of, mm-hmm. out of her, mm-hmm. out of Reagan into father Karis. And Father Karras jumps out the window, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's how the movie ends. They look out the window. Do they see his body there? I can't remember. It's been a while since I've watched The Exorcist. But if this dude is still alive. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. So, no, he died in 2001. Never mind. I was going to say it would be interesting. To where, like, because he was a priest, he's not going to have any kids. Especially once they drive the demon into him. He's not going to be banging anybody, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, fucked up face, deep voice. It's just not a good look. He's creepy. At any, I mean, at any bar, you know? Hear me out, guys. This might, this might sound stupid, but I think it rings pretty cool. Um, 
what if they did exorcist but they they approached it it kind of like hereditary okay like that demon came back and got her mm-hmm. and as it's passing it on like don't give us some some stupid backstory on the demon where it's like it was this spirit of this guy and blah 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 instead like make it be like it's like if they elaborate on it at all it's just some super obscure shit where someone's going to pause it and look up some shit in demonology and they're like oh what the fuck like right. but keep it vague to the audiences lest they want to deep dive you know yeah well, we'll I, think, I, I think like you were saying man it's a no brainer that they're going to go the that that they'll probably go the route of some sort of you know the cyclical nature of trauma right or generational trauma i guess yeah and you know but like you said you know we'll see and and i hope it's good it would be nice if these classics start having quality remakes made yeah because i mean the exorcist is not the first one that i would pull to but it would be awesome if they did a direct sequel to like hellraiser you know what i mean mm-hmm. or There's a lot of classic horror films that they could do direct sequels to the first one in the same vein as Halloween and give us what we wanted. And it would be really interesting and really a really good film. Exorcist is just not the one that comes to mind. It's, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to sequelize character arcs and introduce new characters for a new audience. It's just really hard to do that. Yeah. Uh, I think Halloween Halloween is an, I wouldn't say it was easy, but it had the best options to work with. Yeah, it kind of wrote itself to a certain extent. It's like, if you had a killer that come after you whenever you were a teenager, the ramifications of that are going to be fucking lifelong. Yeah. Like, for instance, in a Hellraiser sequel reboot, it would be sequelizing the box and and the woman. Yes, but it'd have to be done so in a way that the audience that we would be able to go, oh, okay, so this is a sequel, but still involve the still make the new protagonist like worth your time. Well, and that was the thing about Hellraiser, though. It's like they didn't, as the, the girl wasn't really tropey like it was at that time period. To me, it wasn't. You know what I mean? No, I mean, yeah, she was just in this world, just happened to be in this world and how fucked up it is. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like normal where it's like, oh, we did some fucked up shit. It was like a parallel from how ridiculous her life was becoming as her father was succumbing to this woman's seduction, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like the whole love triangle involved with the woman and her brother that got with that, that, that kicked all the shit off to begin with. Yeah. It's fucking craziness, but yeah, we'll be on the lookout for that. I mean, I'll, I'll check it out. I mean, of course, you know, but we'll see what happens with it. You know? Yeah. Expectations at 20%. Yeah. I'm going to keep the expectations very low as well. Cause it's like, dude, the exorcist, man, it might surprise us. Because I've sat yeah. through so many quote-unquote sequels to The Exorcist that just were not good. They were boring. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Next. So I don't know if y'all knew this or not, but um, Ernest Klein released a uh, follow-up to Ready Player One. Mm -hmm. Oh. Uh, It came out a couple couple weeks ago that he released the... uh, the book and it says here that ready player two uh author ernest klein has revealed that a big screen adaptation yeah. is in early development yeah i read something um, about that not too long ago that they were thinking there was going to be a movie which i mean yeah. why not well the kids are still young enough yeah um uh, the story was fun and interesting, and I've saw a lot of mixed reviews on the book itself. Some people were, of course, like it didn't follow up to the original, and it's kind of one of those things where, like, you blow that nostalgia nut early, um, especially with the cars and the robots yeah, and the, all these. Like, then so, what do you do? The movie, yeah, the movie was just. It was basically remember this IP, the film. Which wasn't a bad thing. I mean, the way they the way they made that plausible worked. We're dealing with a video game world, you know. Yeah. But you know how 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 are they gonna if the book's already getting the reviews that it's not living up to part one? I mean, that means it's just gonna be a watered down version of that made a little in the more film. Of the same. Yeah. Well, it says here that. Ready Player Two uh, was released in November and is a direct sequel to the book rather than the film, which of course makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, picking up days after winning Oasis founder James uh, James Holidays or Holidays contest, Wade Watts makes a discovery that changes everything. Hidden within Holidays vaults, uh, waiting for his heir to find lies a technological advancement that will once again change the world and make the Oasis a thousand times more wondrous and addictive than even Wade dreamed possible. I see. I'm with it. Rogue Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Rogue AI. Yeah. (laughs) With it comes a new riddle, a new quest, a a last Easter egg from Halliday hinting at a mysterious new prize. See, it'll so, be cool to see him, because after you know the movie cuts off like he wins the thing. It, it'd be cool to see him come in, take over. Yeah, like he's in charge of all this money and this you know this shit now, and like him move up from his yeah. little like camper. Well, yeah. it would make for a it would make for a really good the story so far scene, you know. Yeah, you know, like Charlie finally <laughs> gets the chocolate factory. Yeah, you know, I think the I think the smartest and I haven't read the book, so I mean, I'm purely going off uh, part one, but it would be interesting if they found a way to where they have more real world shit going on. Yeah. But, you know, in order to do certain things like make it to where the Oasis is like the Matrix now. Yeah, they have to hop back and forth between the real world and the Oasis to to be able to perform or do certain things. Yeah, and keep it almost less is more, not too less is more, because this is clearly full-on spectacle popcorn movie. Yeah. But have it to where they they limit some of the Oasis so that when they do show it, they're able to just, like, Spielberg is able to throw as much of current movie tech as he can to just make some of these scenes just look completely bonkers, you know? 
Yeah. So I'm down to watch like it. Just, um, like chisel yeah. that budget, hone it like a spear, you know? Right. I think it'll be good either way. If you bring Spielberg back on board and you bring the whole cast back, I'm interested to check it out and see what comes of it because I mean I still enjoyed the first movie a lot. Do I revisit it a whole lot? Not really. But But it was a fun definitely got a do what? I said it was a fun watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I think we all I think we all agree that the Easter eggs that we really liked in the movie, they did really good. Yeah. The shiny. Like everything from the DeLorean to Godzilla. I mean, dude, it went. Yeah. So, and I mean, that's the thing too. It's like when you're reading, when, when people read the book, you know, there's way more references. There's way more things, pop culture things that were in the book. We only got a small slice of that in the film. So I think coming back and and following up with it and bringing some more of those references and then adding some, you know, kind of doing a good, a good well, new, new levels, like show yeah. us new levels, get creative with it. You know, yeah. he basically has a multiverse style story he can mess with, you know? Yeah. So why not? You know? So I thought this was interesting. I had to drop this in here and talk about it. Uh, did Marvel Studios and Sony extend their Spider-Man deal? Mm-hmm. It says Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures have reportedly extended their Spider-Man deal. Both studios have a lot on tap for Tom Holland's Peter Parker, which includes Spider-Man 3. The highly anticipated sequel is currently filming in the Atlanta area, and from the looks of the official casting and casting rumors, it appears that it is going to be a pivotal project for both studios as they move forward. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is splintering into what seems like a million different coexisting directions, while Sony is setting up what is believed to be a live-action Spider-Verse. According to a new report, Marvel Studios and Sony were able to allegedly extend their deal, which originally only had one more MCU movie for Tom Holland on deck. However, it is now believed that the young actor will appear in further MCU movies. As for the, what those future what those future movies could be, that is unclear at the moment. Though there were there are plenty of places for the character to show up, which even includes Disney Plus shows. Um, so back in summer of 2019, it looks like the deal between Sony and Marvel had soured. Marvel Studios allegedly wanted to make all future Spider-Man projects a 50-50 split, but Sony was reportedly not into that idea. For a few months, it looked like Tom Holland would not appear in any future MCU projects or have any of the Marvel Studio characters along with him in future projects. Thankfully, both studios were able to come to an agreement that brought Kevin Feige back as a producer on Spider-Man 3 and allowed Holland to appear in one more MCU project. Um, in September 2019, Kevin Feige said, so then it goes back, you know, they were having that big thing where Tom Holland got drunk and called the mm-hmm. Studio heads and was like, "You gotta fucking do Please. it, guys." Yeah, so it um, worked. Yeah, right. So with that being said, it's like it makes this just adds even more levity to like they're bringing in, they're making a multiverse, a spider multiverse, bringing all these characters in and doing all this crazy shit. It makes sense. It makes sense for them to extend the license for Marvel. 
it's a no-brainer because Marvel's going to go in and they're going to set up the Sony Spider-Verse for them on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. They're going to put one of those little flags that they put in the burgers in the top of it and then push it over to them and it's like, here, don't fuck it up. Or at least try not to. I think... I think that they're going all in, clearly, for this last movie in the trilogy, as far as it's concerned. And what Marvel's doing... Because if you guys remember... Uh, during a lot of those talks and when they finally sealed the deal and all that, there's a quote Foggy made where he said, Spider-Man is unique because he's the first character that can jump universes. Yeah. I feel like this is playing out on that in the sense that they're just going to try to capitalize on one just mega hit Spider-Man movie and from there be like, look, you guys have him back. But, like, remember all that money you made with us? Let us use them when we want. Yeah. We need Well, and they're making money, too. Yeah. And remember the last negotiation they had? I think they're they're actually making more than Disney. Like, Disney had to put in more money, and they were getting a bigger cut. The movie's going to make a billion dollars, dude. I mean, if not more. The casting news of the past like two or three months has already secured their opening night. You know what I mean? You know, after yeah, Endgame, sure. we're like, how are they going to like top something like that? And then you keep hearing shit about the Spider-Man movie. And I'm not saying it's going to be like, you know, better than Endgame, but it's going to be good. It's a Spider-Man's if, wet dream. A Spider-Man fan's if they, wet dream. If they, if they give it the heart that Spider-Man stories have, with the visual abilities of both studios, yeah. there's no like this is a foolproof film. Like you have to willingly want to fuck up, yeah, to make this movie suck at this point. Yeah. Well, and Disney did such a great job with the casting. Yeah, I like this Spider Man. I, I like their Spider Man, dude. He's and the villains that they've chosen have been yeah. perfect. But they're just something. Um, they cast the right person. Yeah. He's perfect for the role. I'm not, you know, I'm not fucking on all the other Spider-Mans. But they did good with this one. Yeah. And I'm excited about so, that. Tom Holland's performance as Spider-Man is so good that it makes a complete CGI moment where he's overcoming all Mysterio's stuff in that hallway. Mm-hmm. Yes. It makes it. Comp- it makes he may he's he's capable of delivering when he's not doing action sequences. He's able to feed into it to where when that shit kicks in, it's compelling and it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. not just there for like obligatory action moment, you know. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of people who don't like superhero films they don't get why it's such a big hit and why Marvel has found the secret recipe. I already having good stock, of course, but like they figured out how to let filmmakers make make the movie they want to make for the most part, but deliver good acting performances so that the action can fucking be worth a damn and actually have meaning to it. Like why you want to sit, why 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 families will sit through a thirty you know thirty minute fight scene at the end of end game, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean in. The, yeah, 
they fucking they perfected the secret sauce, man. Mm-hmm. And because whenever you're an outsider looking into like comic book properties, right? You don't understand what these characters mean to people and the reason why they mean so much to people is their own personal connection to those characters right mm-hmm. so look at look at spider-man for example since we're talking about him if you were a young kid that was smart that was an outcast that was picked on and bullied your whole life you can connect to that yeah. as a person and they were able to capture those connections with each and every one of their characters. He was you know what I'm saying? Kid, like, yeah. Well, well, let's go even deeper. I know it. it the scene ultimately became something for comedic effect. But when Kevin Smith had Stanley's dialogue to Brody in Mallrats, and he's explaining his characters. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, kind of what he was saying, like. That's why motherfuckers care. Yeah, it culminated to fucking sex, uh, superhero genital jokes. But for that brief moment, Stanley was just kind of, kind of like lifting the veil, almost breaking the fourth yeah. wall. Yeah, I wasn't strong. I made a man that was strong. I, you know. Yeah. I wasn't you know I, all this stuff like it was. Yeah. And any of those characters, especially specifically like minorities and like X Men characters and stuff like that people that are just ridiculed and put down their entire life, like they can pick this book up and read this character and feel this connection to this character and feel better about themselves and about what they're going through, seeing someone else overcome it, whether it's a fictitious representation of it or not, you know, like that's what stories do at the end of the day yeah. is they, they give enough relation to real life, but they well, pull they aimed, out of it. Yeah. They aim to inspire. Yeah. Even if on a basic level that a kid comprehends it, or to a larger meta level where grownups are overanalyzing it like we are and taking this taking this kind of stuff from it. Sorry, I was chewing on something. And um you know. Well that's it's it like you know, it's the secret sauce, dog. Yeah, and I mean look at Endgame or look at Infinity War, you know. There was people, these are grown ass people. Yeah. That were that were debating whether what Thanos did was right or wrong, because his motivations in doing it were the best intentions possible. Mm-hmm. He just went about it the wrong way. When you can like divide grownups in that way with something such as a comic book film to be like, I mean, he's not wrong. If we extinguish all of our resources, then everybody's gonna die. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's trying to and save the world. Have, yeah, in and a you way. can have these. Yeah. And you can have these legitimate conversations about it. Like that transcends everything. Who gives a fuck if it's a funny book that you fucking pick up on a fucking rack somewhere in a, in a pharmacy. You know what I'm saying? Another thing, man, is like, you're talking about people reading these comic books, being inspired and stuff like now they're making the movies. Yeah. I think that's why we're getting some really good movies. Like these are people that grew up reading this shit and, yeah. You know, instead of just some director that, you know, coming off of doing a bunch of TV shows and they're like, have you ever read Spider-Man? No, not really, but I can make the movie here, make it, you know? Yeah. We'll make it. Cause sometimes, you know, that used that's to a, happen. That's a very, that's a very valid point that you make. Adam. That used to happen a lot. Yeah. You had these older, like Hollywood directors that they didn't grow up reading that shit. They, you know, they might, they probably grew up like film buffs. They love the Godfather. They, 
yeah. you know, all the old westerns, and then now and the people you it, have making the movies, they grew up with Star Wars. They grew up with. And Spider-Man. we now have a like, generation of actors that grew up the same way. Yeah, and like like Tom Holland's was Spider Man for Halloween when he was a kid. Well, like and for instance, uh, not even uh, comic book related. But Henry Cavill was a fan of The Witcher, and then he got to play Geralt, you know? Yeah. So, it's... You can see it, man. Some of those times you'll you'll see someone make the argument of uh, criticizing uh, superhero films and how they don't understand why they're so popular and they think that they're dumb and everything. And it's like, well, we'll, we'll just take a look at the world that they're existing in right now. Look at where they... Look at where these people are coming from as people are product products of the nineties and you know, peak comic revival type stuff, you know, that's like, yeah. um, um, what's, a, what's Edward's name? The new Batman. Build his oh, beans. Uh... <laughs> you know, this is, this is probably the, the infinity saga is probably the greatest achievement that nerd culture was, was able to cultivate while it was still trendy. What's his name? Because nerds, because you know, I mean, we 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 all know nerds the new cool right now. Geek chic, dude. Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. I guarantee you, he fucking loved Batman when he was a kid. Yeah. Because we all did, you know. Yeah. Now he's gonna play Batman. And he's gonna. He's gonna knock it out of the park, dude. Like, dude, Henry Cavill playing Superman was perfect. He, he probably grew up probably watching the damn cartoons, you know, yeah, the, the Superman movies. And then, you you know, when you're a little kid and you're reading this shit and you, like, pretend. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. go out and play Star Wars. And then you grow no up telling and how you're many, making the fucking no movies. How many, like, no telling how many fucking towels awesome. I used to make a Superman cape as a kid, yeah. you know? Yeah. I would use Everybody the, the little uh, twin sheet. Yeah. Hold it in half. That was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. But yeah, man. Well, I'm glad that they extended it because, I mean, more Tom Holland in the MCU is always good stuff. So yeah, I'm excited. And Disney being involved. I'm excited. Yes. yes. And who doesn't want money? It's like, we know what you want at the end of the day, Sony. So yeah, let's give get it paid. Up. Yeah, yeah, ye, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we got one more here. I thought this, this was interesting. About, yeah, this is about Dune. So its theatrical release could be saved by a legendary lawsuit, and not a lawsuit that is legendary. Yeah, wait for company. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, legendary, the studio behind Dune, is aiming to preserve the film's theatrical release in 2021, either through legal action or negotiation with WB. Um, the studio financed 75% of the film and they also own the rights to the novel. When Warner Brothers announced that the film would be hitting HBO Max and theaters the same day, along with the rest of the studio's 2021 slate, Legendary was less than pleased with the announcement. They've toyed with the idea of bringing a lawsuit forward, but have yet to do so. Uh, Legendary also has a huge stake in another Warner Brothers tentpole, Godzilla vs. Kong. The film is set to be released May the 21st, roughly four months before Dune's release. The studio had been previously shopping around for a buyer for Godzilla vs. Kong, 
but WarnerMedia blocked the $250 million sale. Legendary's biggest concern with having Dune hit HBO Max is that it could damage the viability of the potentially massive franchise. I don't think it will. I think more people will watch yeah. it. Yeah, and if it's good, it's not. There'll there'll be more. Oh yeah. Uh, they just they want that theatrical release. They're, they're thinking dollars. They're like, but well, we could make yeah. more money. We could get the theater money, and then we get the streaming money. Yeah. It's all about money at the end of the day. So the same thing, thing will probably happen with Kong. I mean, yeah. It says one thing's for sure. If Dune fails and Warner Brothers or Legendary decides not to make a sequel, the studio risks igniting the ire of many fans. With the film splitting the first book in half, the first film will only tell half the story. It's clear Warner Brothers is banking on the film being a hit. Dune 2 is already being written, mm -hmm. and so is a spinoff show for HBO Max. There you go. The studio has already poured hundreds of millions of dollars into the franchise, and while they may already be planning to take a hit because of their HBO Max decision, it looks like Legendary doesn't want to risk it. Uh, still, even if Legendary preserves Dune's theatrical release, there's no guarantee that audiences will turn out in huge numbers. With no way of telling what percentage of the population will be vaccinated by October, the studio will likely have a hard time convincing those who aren't vaccinated to leave their homes. Dune is arguably Warner Brothers' biggest film of 2021. It will likely be a hit no matter what, bearing any sort of un unforeseen catastrophe. Warner Brothers may be more, more willing to play fast and loose with Dune's box office, but it's clear legendary is the much more cautious party. Reports are already indicating that Warner Brothers could potentially lose over $1 billion in box office grosses with their release model, and Legendary just isn't willing to make that bet with those kind of numbers. So here's what you do. All about money. If HBO is confident that they're going to be able to release same day in theaters and on the streaming service, why don't they go ahead and provide the funding to go ahead and get the sequel started? Mm -hmm. Because if they're... The thing yeah, is, don't is, let them do 75% of the next one. Cause then they're going to have this kind of pull, man. That's yeah. too much. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing, man. Like why? And, and this is, this is a fucking question that nobody can probably answer, but why did they not get the green light and the funding to do both films back to back yep. at the same time? If you're going to take a fucking source material like that book and you're going to make two films and split it perfectly in half, then why didn't you get the funding up front to do both of them yeah. so that you could at least get that story out into the world? Mm -hmm. That was fucking stupid on Legendary's part, in my opinion. Yeah. They're banking on being a huge hit. Well, let's think about it. We've got the Dune film from fucking David Lynch, yep. which is a, a cult classic, but it's also kind of Not a laughing a stock. Hit. Yeah. And then you've got all those sci-fi original uh -huh. series. So it's like the fans of the book are going to be the ones that go and watch this. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be pulling for it. You're going to have the curiosity of your average film goer. But most people are going to be like, oh, that's the way that it ends. I thought that the original movie ended a different way. Mm -hmm. What's happening right yeah. now? They should have went ahead and just did... Kind of like what they did with like the Hobbit and all that stuff. Yeah, I filmed it back to back. 
yeah, released one right after like a year apart and be done with yep, it. Like, and then go to the show. So I'm, yeah. I'm guessing what it'd be nice if they do the show like between the movies. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. And then not long after the, not, you know, so many months after the movie, the show starts. And then right yeah. after the show ends, not long after that, you got the next movie coming in. Yeah, that, that's kind of fill so in fun. all that you know middle shit with a yeah twelve hour TV show like yeah legendary kind of shit the bed in this in my opinion. Um, they should have went ahead and financed for both of them and been done with well, it. Well, and dude, King Kong versus Godzilla that's on them too, and they'll probably push. I think they think this one's gonna make more money. Yeah, but that you know the Godzilla versus Kong overseas is gonna just rake in. Tons of cash. Billions. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. But after seeing the Dune trailer, I yeah. mean, I'm in. Oh, I'm excited for it, for sure. But it's like, if if I'm the guy, if I'm the one that's like, all right, I've made some impressive films. I want to tackle Dune. And I want to do it legitimate, yeah. right? I've got the idea. I'm going to split that first book in half. You're either all or none. You either do both of the films and finance both of them and let's get them going. Yeah. Because like the, they're estimating that Dune be the highest grossing film for Warner, right? Yeah. But what if the coronavirus wasn't happening and it wasn't? Yeah. Still not going to get that sequel. Right. So don't be dumb. Don't Prometheus That's- this shit. Yeah, that's it's exactly stupid. what they did with Prometheus, man. Yeah. Linden Loft came in and was like, why are you putting everything in one movie? Yeah, let's, let's split, split it, up, it up. And then it yeah. didn't rake in the bucks. And then they, you know, shit just fucked up. Like, yeah. Originally, it was just all going to come out. It was going to be yeah. a long ass movie. Yeah, they let's see what happens there. Yeah, and and if they had that much confidence in it going into it as making that much money, then why didn't they? Why aren't they filming them back to back? Why wasn't both scripts written at the same time? Yeah. Like, it's it's stupid, man. Like I I don't I don't want to be that guy, but it's terrible business. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, I mean, you know, you got to look at the people running these companies. I know. Their thing is to get top dollar. And that's what they're trying to do with that. They're like, no, nah, we want that theater money. It's like, yeah, but we're telling you, like, we, I want to watch it at home. Yeah. I want to see it the day it comes out at home. Yep. I'm, I'm a movie lover, and I'm not going to go to the theater and watch that. Right. That's just it. Not going to happen. That's the bottom line, dude. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. And it is fucking ridiculous for them to even think that way. Like for them to just be like, nah, we're going to cut it in half, but we're going to like wait to see how much money the first half of it makes before we make the second half or of it. Or the show. Yeah. And that's like, something I wish we could get these streaming numbers. I wish there was a way for us to, you know, I wish they would let us know because I want that show to rake in more on a streaming service than it does in the theater. Right. I think that's why they're not, but you know, they know something we don't know. 
That's why all their fucking movies are going straight to streaming. Yeah. These numbers are big. Yeah. Or they wouldn't do it. They're big numbers. Yeah. Well, and people are already getting reprogrammed. We're used to it. Yeah. It's been like, a year. Yeah. And they're they're enjoying There's like, no oh, going can... back. Yeah. To the way it used to be. Even with a vaccine. Yeah. We want it now. Want it now. Yeet. I'm not I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm I'm not dude. I don't want to get canceled or anything, but well, I mean, we got to talk about this. You already got yeah. it. Yeah, I went and got tested yesterday, and I tested positive. You've been sick over the weekend. Yeah, Feeling I had rough. to work. Feeling like you got beat with a bag of bricks. Yeah, yeah. Runny <laughs> nose. Oh. Yeah. How was that test? My grandfather said the last coronavirus test he had, he said it felt like they touched his brain with that thing. It just, it feels so weird. It's hard to even explain it, man. When I see people get it, I'm like, oh, I might puke if I get that. Well, it, dude, it made me have to sneeze, but I couldn't sneeze. My eyes were watering so bad. Like it was, it wasn't like the worst thing ever. Yeah. Like I could imagine like. It wasn't as bad sticking. as you like thought it was going to be. Yeah, but it was still bad enough. Um, so yeah, and like the way that they had it set up was like I pull up to the thing. Oh, was it they drive asked me questions? Yeah, it was a drive-through. Yeah, they asked me a bunch of questions like you know, have uh, where was you exposed? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like I, I'm not sure. I work. Have you been? Uh, yeah. Did you have tell you them that around? people had tested positive where you work? In yeah, your department? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I told them. And then they're like, uh, what symptoms do you have? And I'm like, well, I yeah. can't taste or smell anything, um, which sucks. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had a fucking headache, I, you know, body ache, like pretty much all the symptoms except for a fever. Yeah. So, and then they're like, all right, we need you to pull around to the other side of the building. And this chick's going to come out. And I thought that they only did it in one nostril. Mm -hmm. No, dude, they do it in both nostrils. Mm. Yeah. The videos yeah. that I've seen is only one, but. They did it in both. Oh, and did they do two different ones? No, same so, one. Yeah. You said you were leaking afterwards. So like, did they like yeah. poke a mucus bubble? Dude, I think that they ruptured a fucking snot bubble from yeah. 1993. Well, like, dude, you had a foreign object. S inserted into my and face. How, how many inches would you say? Dude, I couldn't even count them. Yeah, because I've seen those things. They're pretty long. It's so jarring. And they go up in there, and there's yeah. you've never had anything that deep. No. In your nose. You know what no. I mean? <laughs> It, it feels so fucking So weird, your body's man. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, get it out. For an object. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I blew my nose after the test, it was so much. I've had that and where I've been sick and the snot just keeps coming, dude. That's, like that's how it was. Yeah. They tickled the insides, dude. They tickled too much. <laughs> For real. You so know? now what do you do, man? Do you wait two weeks? You got to get tested again? Well, What's the protocol? From what I understand, talking to the HR lady at work, 
I either have to a b to give a negative test result or one time if my yeah See, yeah back before that was like you got to test negative three times. No, it's not like okay. that now. Or if my doctor releases me without getting another test. So if I call my doctor, which like whenever I would be ready to test again would be on New Year's Day. Yep. So nothing's going to be open. So it'd be that following Monday. Mm-hmm. So with that, like if I called the doctor and was like, I haven't had any symptoms, this, yeah. that, and the other. It's been two weeks. They might be like, we'll go back to work. Yeah. You're fine. It's like, all right. So Marina's we'll not showing any. No signs of sickness. Nothing. I mean, look, she would def well, she would definitely have it. Yeah, she, you know what I mean. Some people don't show symptoms, like yeah. Or here's the thing, maybe she's already had it. Maybe Apparently so. It's been yeah. here a lot longer than we thought. There's blood was tested from December of last year, and they found coronavirus in the blood at blood yeah. banks. So it's been here. It's those kids, dude. The Remember when kids? all those kids? Yeah, they've already connected sick. that. Yeah, they had so. them on ventilators. Yeah, it was the same shit. They couldn't breathe. Yeah, it was. That's what it was. Yeah, and that was like what November, something October, of November last year. Of last year. Yeah. Well, I got real sick last year. Trav got real sick last year. Yeah, a lot. I think of we've been exposed to it because I've been around it, man. Yeah. And so far, I haven't. Nothing's happened. Yeah. I don't know though. So- it's it's weird, man. And like this today, today has been the worst day out of all of them because I probably slept about fourteen to sixteen hours today tired? off and on. I'm I'm not as tired now as I was, dude. I would drink a cup of coffee and be asleep as soon yeah. as I finished. <laughs> like I'm like, this is fucking weird, you yeah. know? Your body, I'd man, be like, trying to repair it, yeah. I'd be sitting there watching TV, just nodding out, like, you know, continuously nodding out. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? But right now I don't feel too bad. You know, I took some calcium pills, try Uh to, you know, get my joints to stop aching and stuff. So get you some OJ. Yeah, I need to. Vitamin C. Not the the glove. Vitamin C. Yeah. (laughs) Vitamin. But yeah, I tested positive, guys. So, you know. But so far, not too bad. No, I mean, it's manageable. Yeah. It's a cold. I just, yeah, it's a cold. And it's like, if I'm left alone and not ask a thousand questions, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. But whenever How I'm are you? like, you yeah. all right? You hungry? Yeah. I can't taste anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, what it's, do you want it to was eat? all. Don't matter. Yeah, I can't taste Hardboard. anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. But yeah. I'm ready for trailers, guys. Last night gotta... I ran across this trailer. You can see it came out a few days ago. We don't have to watch the entire trailer. Because it's five minutes. But Peter Jackson's making a Beatles documentary with like, he says it in the thing. It's like. 50-something hours of never-before-seen Beatles footage. And I was kind of excited about it. Like, because, you know, I think after Peter Jackson did the, uh, was it World War II documentary? I think he's got the little documentary bug, dude, and he's he's making another one. So so this isn't a biopic? Mm Mm-mm. 
Okay. All right. Real footage. I'm a fan of the Beatles, oh, so you know. It, and it's, I was telling Trav last night when I found this, because I, I watched a little bit of it, I was like, I'm a fan of, like, see, nowadays, any band goes in the studio, everybody's got a camera. Yeah. There's always a camera. Everybody's got one in their pocket. You get footage of this, footage of that. Stuff like this, it's hard to get footage of. Yeah. People making records, you know, 40 years could, ago. Could you imagine, like, the doors? Well, oh, if they dude, had a oh man. That's one thing yeah. that I can't wait to see that Blind Melon stuff because... He bought a camera and started filming. Right. And there's a ton of footage just waiting on a release, you know? Yeah. Um, but like even like let's say like Otis Redding. Yeah. Oh there's my god. There's not one fucking video of him in the studio. Nothing, dude. You don't there's no there's a there's some live performances, some interviews, that's it. Yeah. No footage of the studio, no sitting around making songs, smoking cigarettes. You know, talking about this going to be a hit. Yeah. That's some hard to get shit, dude. Yeah. So I always get excited when I see something like this. You know, get to see, like, these guys, they wrote classics. Yeah. Hit songs. Right. And, and, then, and this is the one where they're making uh, Get Back. They show clips of that. They're writing and recording Get Back. Shit, which I'm is, you know, yeah. it's a big song, dude. Yeah. But yeah, let's check it out. Like I said, we don't have to watch it all, but that's up to y'all. But I'm ready. Ready? You ready, Griffin? Yeah, sorry, I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. Has an age today. (laughs) Even the cutting room is Beatles-themed. Need to tighten that drum head up a little bit. Fifty. Release it all. That would be cool. If they yeah. had a YouTube channel where they just put all the footage uncut. Yeah. I would watch it. I love all the gear that he's throwing in the shots with him. Surrounded by Beatles memorabilia, cutting the Beatles movie. He's getting in the right headspace, man. This is funny. (laughs) Singing through their teeth.
Wow, dude. Dude, seeing John Lennon just fucking... Seeing John Lennon? That's cool as fuck, yeah. dude. What the fuck is George wearing? Watch this. Wow, dude. History. This is going to be amazing, yeah. Look at that fucking analog mixer. Oh, the witch. The way the mix opened up in the trailer was cool. This is going to be fucking great. It's going to be good, dude. Like you said, I wish I could see all the footage. Yeah. Because they're not going to be able to fit everything. Even the, like, just when they're standing around bullshitting. Yeah. That's what I want to see. And the footage looks amazing. Yeah. His eyes were wet. I've seen that. It's badass to see all of them laid back. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. Making history, dude. Making history. Drinking coffee pots. <laughs> Good um song to use for the video. Yeah. Good title. Well, that just lets you know like what period of the Beatles you're getting. Yeah. Long hair. That's the this the period I want to see. Yeah. Been famous for a while. I don't want the bowl cut Beatles. You don't want the black and white Beatles? I want this. <laughs> oh man, I would buy a Blu-ray box to get extra. Yeah, for sure. And right. I would sift through that uncut shit video by video. Like that video, then played on that roof is on YouTube. They did a concert on a roof. Their Ringo kind of looks like dude from Every Time I Die. I was like, this is awesome. That's going to be fucking great, man. That's going to be fucking awesome. See, it's, it starts to play the video after. Mm. Don't let me down. Yeah. 
I can't wait to get that up. My grandmother's going to love that shit. Yeah. Huge Beatles fan. Excited for it, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm liking that Peter Jackson's in charge. Yeah. Because he did did work on this uh, war documentary. Yeah. Now, I've heard about this movie, and I'm glad there's finally a trailer. I heard this was going to be good. Yeah. Remember, we, we saw something about it a while back, and there was some buzz. This, it's though. got Jared Leto. Yeah. And fucking you won't go home, you won't go to jail. Let's see. Denzel. Oh, it's got fucking Freddie Mercury in it. Let's go. Y'all ready? Yeah. Ready. Three, two, one, play. Coming off that Beatles trailer, that's yeah, high energy. If I'm not mistaken, I think did he direct this? Oh look, I said John Lee Hancock. Oh, I think she's dead. Oh yeah, he didn't direct it. Ooh, he's writer director. It's fucking iRobot. Mr. Robot? It's Freddie Mercury. Rami Malik. He'll forever be Freddie Mercury. This motherfucker's a serial killer here. How's the trunk space? Gonna be an acting clinic, dude. I love it. It looks like the 70s. Yeah. Early 70s. Oh, wait. He's in like a Ford Taurus. He knows he's the killer, but he can't catch him, you know? Woo. He's out there looking for the body, dude. Mm. That's going to be great. It's going to be really good. Yeah. I let him know what you're going to call him, Zale. Yeah. <laughs> call him Zale. I'm always up our, for a damn Denzel movie, dude. Yeah. Is this our first official coming to America trailer? It is. I tell you I what's mean, funny this... about that. Um. So you know how YouTube will like play the next video? Yeah. It started queuing up the coming to America trailer. It was like, you know, play <laughs> now or cancel. It knew. 
It's funny. Hang on, let me pull it up. Let me leave my comment. Straight to Prime Video. And straight to my Plex server. Ooh. Big fan of coming to America, guys. It's been a while since I've seen it, but... What I might do is I might throw them both up. Why not? Watch the OG and then watch this one. Yeah. Love Eddie Murphy. Are we ready? Yeah, I'm yeah, ready. I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. Jeff Bezos presents. Oh, look. The pageantry. Akeem. Oh, they brought him, I was going to say. <laughs> I'll make a movie with Mel Gibson. Oh, shit, dude. Those dudes would be dead by now. They're bringing him back. <laughs> God damn, dude. Shit, I hope this comes out soon. 2021. It had an earlier release date at one time. Yeah. That How crazy fun. is it? Eddie Murphy doesn't look like he's aged a fucking he's day. Just, he's just a little fatter. Yeah, just a little bit. Arsenio Hall don't look too bad. Nah, he looks good. He looks like Sarsenio. Hoop, 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 hoop. <laughs> What's funny about that is in the original, which came out like in the 80s? Yeah, late 90s, 88. something? I mean, early 90s? Mm. Um, The dudes in the barbershop were that old. I mean... And they're still alive? They gotta be like in their 80s, dude. Push a 90. He said, so Kuta Kente and... What'd you say? Hotel Rwanda? He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't say shit like that about starving babies. That's going to be funny. I saw this trailer. Palmer? Yeah, when I, I saw that it had OJT in it. Is this about Robert Palmer, the golfer? No, nah, this is serious. I don't, I'm not oh. saying that Robert Palmer wouldn't be serious, but. Yeah. Now, when I watched this trailer, a little bit of it. I think they're like in the South somewhere. Cause he's my, you know, he's from Tennessee. So put a little, you know, put a little Southern draw, yeah, a little hack scent. <laughs> I'm ready for, it. I like JT. I like you know? him, dude. 
especially that one. I was trying to remember that name of that music video the other day because I was listening the to that whiskey. Uh, Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, song. And I was trying um, to explain. I was like, this dude did a song with JT that was like off the chain. Fire. Yeah. It was a live performance and everything. I'll watch it after, you know, after the pot. Yeah, I'll pull it yeah. up. It's fucking good. It's good, you know? dude. I'd like to see those two do a whole show together. Yeah, right. But yeah, I'm ready. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Y'all ready? You ready, Trav? Sorry, man. Yes, I am. Three, two, one, play. See, it's got like, I think they're in the south, dude. I mean, look at the gas station. Home mama. That's the mom from uh, Hubie. The Sandler movie. Yeah. Whole lot's changed. He was a criminal. Apple. She's a meth head. So quit playing with Barbie dolls. This shit's serious. He's kind of proved himself to be a good actor over the years. He's acting his ass off, ain't he? Yeah. Can't get no Oscar for streaming services. All right. Have y'all ever seen Alpha Dog? Yeah. That's when I was like, this motherfucker can act. Yeah. That's a good movie. That had the yeah, dude that... that was in the Star Trek movie that died. You know, he was yeah. the, the guy that something happened to. Oh. That was a good movie. Like, I was surprised by it. What do you say, Trev? Uh, I was, it was, uh, God damn it. It was what you were talking about. Alpha Dog. No. Whoa. 
Yeah, I can't remember. What man. else was I talking about? Have you seen that it was movie? One of the actors. Yeah. Oh yeah, the guy that was in Star Trek. The young guy yeah, that Chekhov. died. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that, that's who he played in the Star Trek. That's what you said. It cut out when you said it, but yeah, that's a good movie though, man. I was yeah, surprised when I watched that. I was like, man, this shit was real. The dude that played the meth head in it, the blonde guy. Yeah. That was good. Now, is this is this movie called Land Trailer? I think it's just called Land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my land. Yeah. My property. My three mile up pro. <laughs> Mr. Right. Stone Sofa. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Ready, Trav? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Three miles off prop. Yeah. Oh, I'm over here like, she looks familiar. That's Jenny from Forrest Gump. Yeah, it is. Ain't yeah, it? I'm over here at Princess Bride. I'm like, I know that face. You're in my path. Damn. Jenny. They're hooking up. Like so. Somebody in the comments said Arthur Morgan and the Widow, the movie. <clears throat> well, I mean, this is like a different type of broke background. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not here anymore. Get off my land. Dude, I thought I recognized him. Do you know who that is? Who? Mexican Bob. It is. It is, it? dude. I'm sitting over here like, this guy looks so familiar. Mexican Bob is no more. Just like that. <laughs> you think I can prove it, Carlo? We'll leave it there. Wrong turn. I, I remember seeing that. What? I guess they're rebooting Wrong Turn. Well, this is Wrong Turn 7. 
Is it? I think so, because I saw it on one of those new, uh, web news sites. It said wrong turn seven. So I'm guessing right. this has got to be it. But y'all remember? Oh, it does say remake. No, it says right here. Look look in the description. It says wrong turn first trailer, wrong turn seven, new wrong turn, uh, 2021 remake, reboot horror. It's like, what is it? Can it be seven? If it, I guess there's been seven of them. It's all the things, Adam. They're I, just throwing shit at the wall. Here's so what I remember it. about the first wrong turn, because I saw that one. I just remember that like the hillbillies were like, yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, remember that? They were fucked up. They right? were like whistling and shit. And they all had cleft palates. It's it, basically all it is is the hills have eyes in the woods. Yeah. Right. Deliverance. Like, little deliverance sprinkled in. Yeah, a little bit. Get that bitch leather. <laughs> Y'all ready? I, I'm Still. ready for Three, it. two, one, play. Damn. This will be the seventh wrong turn. That's a bunch. Oh, that makes sense. They might surprise us, dude. I mean. Rup row. Hannibals. You hear him whistling? A little Final Destination sprinkled in? Quick tap. Quick tap of interaction. What a <laughs> song to use. What are they trying to convey here? Middle America, dude. And their bones bleached in the sun. I like that actor. This always reminds me of the the royal anthem of the Canadian kilted yaksman. <laughs> Y'all talking about? Yank. Yeah. Seven times to be exact. I love the song. These people out here, they're patriots. Are they going to have Trump flags? Probably. <laughs> Not my president. I mean, they're on some devil shit this time, dude. That wasn't in the other one. This does look a little updated. It's got the, you know, the big kills. It's like Evil Dead with some hillbillies. One thing I will I say. Peep it. it was a ballsy choice to not show what any of them looked like. They didn't like. show them. That's that's pretty fucking ballsy. Here's the thing, though. What if in the movie you never really see them? Oh, that Which would be probably crazy. be better. Yeah. As soon as you see them, you're like, that's fucking us up? Yeah. Get the fuck out, you know? Whoa. I'm super excited Is this my about this. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm super excited. Mike? 
I thought I would make a movie after the boxing match. Yeah, I got to get him top physical form. Now, did y'all watch before. that boxing match? No. Here's it. my thing. Here's my thing. We've never seen Tyson act. Only time was in uh, Hangover. And he said, so this is this is this a best B movie? Spot. Is this a legit film? Like, how how are we gonna? How do is we? This a, how do is we, this uh, a? How do we approach the champ on this? I don't know, man? but like, how, would you like to be there when they're filming it? Because it's like you know they had to give him his lines. Oh, There's no way he memorized the script. No, not at all. Like every scene, they're like, "All right, this is the part where you say, all right, they're coming through the door.'" And he's like, "All right, I got it. Yeah, it's cool. Okay." And he's like, "What was the line?" Know you know. All I know is that they're, he's probably going to be portrayed as just a bad motherfucker. Well, yeah. right here, if he doesn't win an Oscar, I'm quitting Hollywood. Alright. What if it's like some really good shit we're about to see and we're like, whoa. That's what I mean. Let's, let's <laughs> this go. movie's going to make money just because it's got him in it. Yeah. Alright, let's do it. Y'all ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. I'm excited. I'm full screening. Alright. Oh shit, dude. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm already in. Why are they all wearing fezzes? The Battle of the Fed. Oh, here's the bad guy. And it's going to be is somebody. It... It's fucking the mountain. It is. thought it was going to be Bam Bam Bigelow yeah. for a minute. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be over the top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said they are victims. Why is he talking out of the side of his mouth? Bell palsy up in here, dude. He took the vaccine. Notice he's not any of the fighting scenes. It's not him. I'm not fighting the plan anymore. They're saving the, his fight scenes. Yeah. You know? Oh, he's going to beat that dude up. They're going to box. Dude, <laughs> this is going to... Did you see the after effects on that gun? Yeah. This is going to be hilarious. Look, he's boxing them. AKA the mountain. There it is. And then I'm Mike Tyson. I'm not part of the plan no more. These people are innocent. I mean, dude. Hey, I'm watching that. <laughs> you can't I stop mean... me from watching that. Is it out? I'm, I'm sure going to bookmark it somewhere. just so I can find out later. Like <laughs> These people are innocent. They're innocent, I swear. There's no innocent. There's no vic he said victims. There's no victims <laughs> in war. Why is he talking about this? Did he... He didn't say anything on Game of Thrones, right? No. Not that oh, I remember. Okay, so that's I guess that's just the way he talks. 
That dude does Mark look Gr- like Michael Shannon. That's what I thought. One yeah. of the comments, I was like, is that Michael Shannon? No, this looks all right. We'll, we'll see. It doesn't look terrible. This one guy says, he looks like Michael Shannon and Leonardo DiCaprio combined. <laughs> kind of does. Y'all ready? Yep, yep. Ready. You ready, Griffin? Yep. Three, two, yep. one, play. It's a foreign. It's a weird building. Building's weird. He does look like Michael Shannon, though, dude. Yeah. Like, he could play a young Michael Shannon in a movie, like. The Russian, right? I think so. Looks cold there. Yeah, right. They didn't give too much away there. Like, it says good. it's based on a true story, and I don't even know what the story's about. Yeah, right. Brothers by Blood. Joel Kinnaman. Wow. I've yet to be completely won over by his performances, but he doesn't give a bad one. Yeah, you, you don't know? give up on him? Whenever no, you see him, give up on like, the guy, oh, but like, I haven't seen the role that made me go, fuck yeah, that's his role, you know? Right. Get the sequel. <laughs> This I mean, I really wanted to like him as RoboCop. I really did. Oh, this was the dude who played RoboCop? Yeah. Uh, well, well, no, I take that back. The best performance this dude's given is in both versions of uh, that show called The Killing. Mm-hmm. Um, he did, uh, I can't remember what country it was from, but he did that one. And then when America got the, whenever it got syndicated or bought or however that deal, where they made an American version of the show, yeah, uh, he kind of pulled a Wilfred now, and he came over and did the did it over here too. Here's one of the shows that I've wanted to watch, and by look at his dime. Okay, so he was in the Suicide Squad, Rick Flag, uh, the killing. So this show that he did called For All Mankind. Have y'all seen the clip? I've seen like footage of that on YouTube. And he's a uh, astronaut on the moon. 
mm-hmm. at the same time, there's either a Russian or a German astronaut that's on the moon too. And I've seen the scene where he kills the other guy. Right. It's a, I think it's an Apple series. It looks really good. Wow. Well, there's this scene where they come into contact and like, I don't know if he's Russian or German. I think he's German, but the German guy fucks on him. And then there's this scene where the German astronaut's out walking around and he starts leaking air. So he comes over to his pod. He starts banging on the door and he's like, I need help. So he lets him into the, you know, you got that little pressure room where they get in. So he lets him in there, and then while he's in there, he kills him. Well, the dude was trying to fuck on him the whole time. Right. Spying on him and shit, fucking his shit up. But that show looks good. I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna pick that up. He's also gonna be in the next uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, he was in Altered Carbon. Yeah. Okay, House of Cards. I got to get up on Alter Alter Carbon, dude. I watched like several seasons of the first episode, and that show, what I watched was great. Right. But yeah, let's get into this trailer. Brothers, Brothers by Blood. I'm ready. Y'all ready? You ready, Trav? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, play. Somebody's fucking somebody over here. Got a little. Thought for a minute had a little boondock saint kind of vibe, you know? I haven't seen Ryan Phillip in a, heart, a, in a hot minute. Yeah. All right. Doesn't look bad, right? I see you. Uh, that gave off killing vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's kind of like. And somebody's going to fuck somebody over. Very sure. dull colors in a way. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? All right. I think we've already discussed it. We've talked about it. We were going to watch Wonder Woman. She's been pushed back. Was it Wonder Woman? 
Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what we were gonna watch. going in with Tenet. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I don't know. I have I've avoided all spoilers. Me too. I was I don't watching know a video. Anything. I was watching a, one of those uh, what culture videos earlier. Yeah. You know they do like. I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm subscribed to them. <laughs> yeah, and th- one of the things popped up as tenant, and I fucking cut it off Left. before they. Even, yeah. You know I ain't having it. I know nothing about this movie other than the battle with Christopher Nolan and the, and the you know the company. That's it. Yeah. I do know. Well, that it's PG-13, it's two hours and 30 minutes, and right now it's number one on popularity. On IMDb, mm. 7.6. Pretty good. Out of uh, 216K reviews. That is pretty good. So I'm excited to finally see. I almost feel like I might, might have to watch it more than one time. So I'm going to try to watch it early in the week. That way, if I have to, I can revisit it again, because... I don't know what's going on here. Might be one of those movies where it's like you got to smoke on it. You most of the time I try to watch the movie, if not the day before, the day of. Yeah. So it's fresh. But I don't yeah. know if I can do that with this one. Well, I mean, Might even the much. actors need to smoke and everybody on it. was. Yeah, the, even the actors were like, we don't know what the fuck is going yeah. on in this film. This might be a movie you got to smoke on. Yeah. So I might cram it in there and then see what I got to do. You know, might have to watch it. I do want to do an honorable mention. Watch Pilot right. for the Stand this week. Good to go. How's it all? It's good to go. Just going I off the Pilot, but Pilot was good. I'm I'm going to check it out. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Give her, give her a gander. Yeah, and you know, we can talk about it a little. Yeah, I'll mention it. Oh, coming to America, ready up. Mm. FYI. Okay. I put, I put it on the server. Okay. Like, I forgot about it, but yeah, it's on there. Hell yeah. So yeah. But that's it. Tenant next week. Griffin's got coronavirus. Uh, send your get well cards to. Real estate podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Taking donations. Yes. We got a petition up. It's just a petition. Just sign it. Is it it fuck Sony? It's fuck Sony, dude. (laughs) It's fuck Sony and coronavirus (laughs) at the same time. So we're we're insinuating that Sony created coronavirus? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. Uh, but yeah, keep it real, guys.